Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts in before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association. Voted the time last show with number one. So welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. You know it inside. And when you ha ha hoo 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 hoo. I'm gonna hoo I don't let those pesky words get in my way. So, um, that's right. By the way, Saturday the 17th, I will be uh, at the Comedy Cabaret in Doylestown. Saturday the 17th, me, Chip Chantry, the whole Todd Glass band. It's gonna be great, the Comedy Cabaret in Doylestown. Saturday, June 17th. And then I have a lot of new dates up on my website uh, starting Monday. Today's Friday, right? So there's that. D.C., Vermont, Washington, D.C., Vermont, Doc's Lab in San Francisco, Portland, I'm coming. A lot of good cities. Denver, I'm part of the... uh, the High Plains show, I think, in Denver in August. That's right. So anyway, today, God, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a little puzzle. So there's this part into my phone. Of course, you know that because you listen to the opening song. And then there's a part that we did 
just in the uh, living room of my house, which you'll hear. That's the second part that we're going to throw to in a second here. That's right, we just did it at my house, in the living room. And then we throw it to an interview that we did in the barn with Fred Stoller. And there you go. So, I still can't believe there's nobody that works for a court stenographer. I don't know why I can't believe that. (laughs) Of course I can believe it. And by the way, this Monday, whatever the date is, what's it, the 13th, I'm doing Getting Dug With High. Tune in. (laughs) Tune in. Getting Dug With High. This Monday. All right. But what if someone's listening to the show later and... You're good? You're great? All right. So, uh... Thank you. Enjoy the show. Aristotle, just roll it in. Let people be very graceful. All of a sudden, they're going to start hearing the show in the living room. I think I'm seeing two R two L two R two L two. And here it comes. Two R two L two R two L. It's a cold opening, folks. Right into a triz, a trivial game. What is that? People at home know two R two L. Where do you hear that? Two R two L. I don't know. Two R two L. You want me to tell you? Is it right and left? No, it's when you're on a plane sometimes and you're shutting all the doors for some reason. 2R2L. What does it mean? Uh, I don't know, and I could have it wrong, too. So I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought about it. I'm not positive. It's something like that. I bet a flight attendant's out there right now that knows. I think it is 2R2L. Oh, we always forget we have a computer right by our side. This is a cold opening, folks. We don't know what to call this show, okay? So here's what happened. Um, Well, nothing happened. But um, we have uh, we did an episode with Fred Willard, Stoller. Fred Stoller, Fred Stoller, Fred Stoller, and um, but then we realized we, we we wanted to do a little something before we played that. We were you know we're sitting around the house, and we thought, well, I don't know, we're all in the mood to do a podcast. Even though we thought that was a double one we did last week, we all you know uh, recorded a show. And then uh, we did it one with Fred Stoller, and we just thought we'd drop it this week. But then we're all sitting around, we're going, I want to do a podcast. So we're sitting in our living room, we do not have Aristotle, but we're around the dining room table, and we have the computer, we have the boombox, even um, you brought the drums, you know, you want to give a little... Not just a boombox, the case of bass. Case of bass. Ready? Here we go. Yes. And then uh, Aaron Simon is on the slide whistle. Wow, he is really good. And it's not as easy as it looks. I'm on the coffee. He's, uh, uh, Eric is sipping coffee. I have a hot chocolate. Now, hold on. Let's go nice and slow. You can do me more. You can do all the slide whistle you want. I loved it last week. It always made me happy. That was too much. Now you're that pushing was... it. No, no. It made me happy again. The slide whistle is very happy. You can't... <laughs> so now we're sitting in my dining room We got the computer You're very intense over there Looking at the computer I think I know what 2L2R means Oh what? It's uh, arming the two doors on each side What do you sure mean arming? 
Locking them. Yeah, making oh. sure they're good <laughs> to go. Making sure they're good to go. Buckling down the hatches. Too R, too L. What does that mean? Making sure that they're, like, secure. Too R, too L. I get that, but wh- where does that lingo come from? It's time for questions from idiots. Uh, no, that wasn't nice. <laughs> There's two on the left and two on the right. It's not. To George Carlin, I don't feel that way at all. That's the opposite oh, of the right. energy that I want here. You're asking, any question is a good question. I never want to be, you've never laughed at me at a question. That was rude of me. I mean, I know you'd know I was being absurd, but still, even even the joke, I could do without any. I don't like roasting, unless it's totally, you know, it's a joke. I knew. Bye. I knew the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Todd Glass. I'm on a PA system in my living room. So we, thank you. And, uh. My right's here. Oh, you know what you get? <laughs> Yay! And let me tell you something. We are having... My ride's here. Does that count? No? Um, I want to have a really good time tonight. What I want to do, I figured, why not do something different? So, so far, I've told you everything that's going on. I'm going to even look at my phone, because if it's... I just want to see that no one's trying to call me. It'll make me feel better. And then... So, so, um, and I did have fresh air. I don't know. Can I keep mentioning that? I mean, it's absurd at this point. But, um, so, uh, and yeah, like I said, we just uh, wanted to, uh, we were in the mood. So we set it up here at the table. We have some, uh, we even have some wine. Uh, we have some hot chocolate. Aaron, ah, uh, who's that you? No, oh, that was Eric. No, that's okay. Aaron Simon's here. Hi, Aaron. Hey. And then Eric is here. Hi. And then John Brown Wayne. Hey! Oh. John. <laughs> John, I want to I talk to you about that seriously. And I, and I do. I don't want to be... What are you doing over here? Turning it on silent. Turn it on silent. Throw, flush it in the toilet. But I do want to talk to you seriously. Before We can even edit this out. I don't care. I want you to be the voice that we hired. Yeah. To Eric, back me here. Well, you do this like new when, voice. When we hit record, your voice you're, You change. Somehow. You turn into a different person. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this, 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 this. <laughs> no, John. John. That's not John. how you normally That's sound. John. John. This is your... I don't know what voice you... I, you guys no, make no. me feel weird. No. <laughs> John, John talking weird. Hold on, hold on. John. You're talking no. weird to me. No, John. Say John. I'm talking weird. John. John. John, just stop for one second. We're going to play you on the podcast. We have it right here. And it's from when the first week you started, which you were great. I'll tell you why you were great. Because everyone's themselves. Everyone, you try to at least be yourself. And, and when you're yourself, it, it just makes a better show. I think most people can agree about that. Just try to be yourself as much as you can. The more you do the show, the more you turn into yourself. But you, I couldn't be more comfortable <laughs> right now. <laughs> Okay, you know why? You hold on. You don't sound. You know why Aaron out. Simon is laughing? Not because he doesn't love you. Because tell him. It's, tell him. It just sounds odd. It Thank sounds, you. It sounds odd. Sounds it's like not, you're doing a voice. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a voice. Okay, I'll try to change my voice. No, don't. <laughs> just talk. We're not asking you to change your voice. Exactly. We're asking you to just do your do your normal, normal voice. voice. Okay, this is my normal voice. No, no well, it's closer. It's closer. That is better. But this won't. I'll give you that, but not this one either. Let me hear it a little. Hello, Todd Glass. My name is well, Todd Brainway. You know what? I actually like it. You know yeah, what? I, I do. I actually voice. do like this voice. Is that okay? Hey, uh, it's just my normal voice. Remember, you're going to have to talk like this all night. Uh, how can I not forget how I normally <laughs> talk? It does seem pretty natural. 
So well, we'll 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 be talking to you throughout the night. Sounds great. Hey, oh, by the way, how's uh, your mother? Rosemary? Yeah, sure. She's great. Thanks for asking. I'm tempted to ask you so many questions right now because I know doing that voice is not easy because you got to stay in that high range. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, of course you don't. All right, so there's there. Now let's test out some music. What, 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 what do we start with? First, I thought, come in like this. Hey, everybody, it's not a no-show show, but it's a sit-around-the-dining-room-table sh- show and throw to a Fred Stoller interview. That's right. We're at a wood plank table with one candle. A glass of wine, some marijuana, and some drums. Play along! That's right, it's the Winter Concert Series. Hey there, Jersey girl! So, so that's the type of things we'll be doing. <laughs> no, that's what oh, you have sorry. to look forward to. So, no, no, no. This is going to be more of a conversation show. I look at it like a conversation. I'm a lot oh, like, like uh, um, uh, who was that? That uh, what was his name? No, I don't. You don't have to have it. But um, uh, yeah, Garth Brooks. He's. Uh, I'm a lot like him. Oh, I want it to be like a conversation. Like, you know, uh, slick stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's official. Sure. We're now on Facebook. I really wasn't sure about this at the start. <laughs> then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. Oh, what was it? She said, think of it more as a conversation. Oh, that does make a lot of sense. A conversation. Sure, conversation. It does change. When you think about it like a conversation. Yeah. It's right. It does, yeah. It makes it does it really does seem like a conversation. Yes, you know what, John? I gotta be honest with you. I never realized how well spoken you were. Taking uh, those uh, enunciation classes with Tom Martin down there at the UCLA Extension. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sounds like it. Well, um, you have very your diction is perfect, and I, you know it's just very, it's very. I, hey, it goes with your name, John Brand Wagner. John Brand Wagner. Yeah, there you go. So, um, okay, so, uh, but I think we just open. We treat this, you know, like a big deal. Hey, which is your favorite opening? Be honest. There's the old one where I played, um, where I played, uh, uh, what's that, uh, Vacation? Uh-huh. What was that? Vacation, right? notoriously. And then I would drop in the drops from like Jimmy Kimmel, Ben, uh, you know, from anybody, anybody that I could get to, to leave a message for me. And it was Jimmy Kimmel eventually giving me the long intro and I would play the Vacation theme over it, whatever that is. And, and I would drop in different drops. Then it became, there's so many. This one here, play this one. There's, this is, I think, my favorite. Now, uh, let me, this goes back to my original question. And be honest with me. For the first time, love. So, are we going to go around and tell no, you what our favorite one is? Oh, do you want to? Yeah, do you have a favorite one? Well, I think we should hear them all. Hear them and all. Then That's, we'll go around and decide. Okay, which yeah, how many favorite. can we get right now? There's this one. Can I tell you, there's a barn yeah, and a podcast. A Between that, this, and that. That uh, that new uh, um, Once Upon a Time, there was a podcast, that new one he just did. And my only other one that I, I like, but I don't like, look, he doesn't listen to the show. I love his jingles, but most of Joe's are end up being my favorite, obviously. But Havana Gila, sometimes I can, I can be in the mood for it. It's just funny how he jams did, all those uh, words into did there. Did Lynn Shore do an, uh, an opening? For this show? Yeah. No. Nobody did an opening. Just, oh. just Joe? Well... Nobody did a, no opening for this show. No, no, no. The the Todd Glass show. 
Oh, throughout the years, is uh, Lynn. Yeah, Lynn's done them, but never really like Joe. Where you know, Lynn will do. Uh, oh yeah, he he had. No, not really an opening. Yeah, that's what I thought. Not really an opening, where you do, where you yeah and talk throughout the that's whole why show. He was fired. That's why Lynn was fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it over here now. All right, so uh, uh, we're having a good time, and I have to remember that. I find this oddly <laughs> relaxing, and people say, Todd, if you're having a good time, we're having a good time. Um, but I want to, uh, how are you? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. How are you? How are you? Oh, you're fine. I just want to make, people that are listening, I rewatched the documentary, Earbuds. It re-reminded, Eric watched it too. Um, people have it right in their ears. You know, you can, you can make someone feel real nice if you choose, right? You're beautiful, right? Some people say, my favorite thing is, well, he's not really talking to me. Yes, I am. How dare you? How will I come over there and I punch you in your face? You can talk to more than one person, right? You're the only one sitting in that chair of yours. Oh my God! Right, I know. I know. That's weird, I isn't it? How do I know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's talking about. He's how would he psychic. know that? I don't At understand. First, I was like, I don't know how what? he talked to everyone. Like like yeah, that doesn't make any almost sense. Almost impossible. Two R, two L. <laughs> um, but uh, so what are we talking about? Uh, oh, what are favorite intro? Oh, yeah. So, is it is it too hard to start getting them all? And by the way, would this be the episode to do it? Because we're gonna have to listen to them through the boombox. Like, if we're gonna really oh, go heavy, if there's or... any episode to do it. It's the one it's where a... we have the case of bass. The case of bass. Okay, so let's play. We only have two. Wow. I know it's all right. Well, we can still. Uh, let's pick between these two. Let's pick between these two. Okay. Do you have do you have the new one last week about once a, he did the uh, the uh, Monty Python song we closed the show with it last week so let's play the, this one here okay then then the uh, the one you played what, which ones do we have I believe it's the one with the I got it which ones <clears throat> I believe I have the <laughs> okay so here's what I believe. Let me try to be a professional here. I know you have. It's a po- You have It's a Barn. In the barn, it's a polka. I believe I do. Okay, you played it last week. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so you have that one. And then you have this one. I can't get enough of this podcast. And then you have the one from... He, we closed the show with last week. So let's play all those three and just pick from there. Hava Nagila, we know what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> what if he's listening? That's oh, wait, how much- did you say um, the... Uh, oh, shit. The one Holiday Roads. Yeah, that I can't do. But oh, everyone can I, remembers can I that. Still vote on that one? Yes, you can. That's yeah. the only one we're not going to play that you can vote on, and that's when we played Holiday Road. And then we had all the drops differently, and we could one night drop in this. We could add to Doug Benson or not add Doug Benson. We had a clip on there of David Feldman every week, and he would go, "This is David Feldman. I'm Jewish," and we would drop that in for no reason. So um, okay, so let's play this one. It, by the way, again, I realized odd for me to sit and tap along to songs with about the show. It's the Todd Glass show, and then I'm doing it. But you know what? It's fun. And if people can admit that whatever they are in their life, if they can be honest with who they are, whether it be gay, whether it be what if you're if you're transgender, and admit who you really are, 
no matter what it be, then I can admit I'm a guy that likes to dance around and snap to my own jingles. Now, if that makes me a bad person. No, it doesn't. Because I have so much fun. And how could you be in touch with your listeners if you're not listening to the same podcast they are? Right. And by the way, I do listen to the podcast. You know what? I'm serious. I do listen to it because there's guests and I hear things I don't hear. I never in the history of doing my stand-up act, and I'm not proud of it because when I listen to the podcast, I think it helps me do a better job. Relax. Take it easy. Calm down. Stop hurrying. But... um. I don't listen to my stand-up, but the podcast I do listen to, and uh, I laugh a lot. <laughs> I do, because it makes me laugh. Things I heard and I laugh at again, Does or things I didn't hear. the way you do things? I always think, it, I never think, oh, I should have done that shorter. I always think, no, you were in a hurry. I always realize when I listen to it, if John can't find something on the soundboard, nobody's, we're in three times the rush. Usually, if it takes them 60 seconds, if. Usually it's 25, but max, like when you start thinking, you know how you feel, it's 60 seconds, you're like, oh my God, they, that's nothing. Just No one's in a rush but you. I try to remember that. To tell you the truth, I should uh, frame it and put it up on the wall. <laughs> By the way, how's Aristotle know when just to drop that in? <laughs> he just, it makes me, Aristotle, oh, yeah. it's so unlike him. That's so unlike so him. Good. I think that's what makes it so funny. All right. I was going to say, though, going back to that, don't you think you would benefit from listening to your stand Of course I would. You know how I know? When I went on the road with Daniel Kino to get ready for my hour special, and we would watch the show the next day in the hotel room. And um, I thought, you know what? Be realistic. It, it helps immensely. Learn jokes, why, even mistakes or why. But um, I said, be realistic. You're not going to go back. And We were doing it every single day for the show we did the night before. We had notes all over the hotel room, and um, I learned so much. Mostly what was great is re-chunking things. I never right. thought that's what we were going to be working on. It just happened. He goes, why are you doing this over there? And when bits became chunks, like there were six things within them on category, I remembered them a lot easier. Oh, yeah. For a long time, I had every joke in my head. Maybe 20 or 30% of them were chunked, but everything else was just jokes, and every night I was trying to put them together. So we just chunking it up. I went, oh, my God, those six jokes all flow together. They're all about this. You learn you got five jokes about fucking a dog. You go, ooh, how many times do I joke about now, fucking a dog? How uh, many fucking the dog jokes are too many? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Let's find out. It, <laughs> here's the thing. Some of them might go, you know, some of them aren't really fucking dogs jokes, but it is a ridiculous thing. I think what you either do is you acknowledge it and you make a joke about it. That's how I would do it. I go, look, and I got six fucking the dog jokes, and I thought about taking some of them out of the act, and I thought it's not fair to you people. And I'll tell you all of them. And if you want, if there's three you like the best, I'll keep them in. The other two, I'm getting rid of. And you yeah, just this do. goes in my uh, dog fucking chunk. You, yeah, you brought it up the other night. One is this: that can we go through them before we do the jingles? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's absurd that we're having this conversation. But do to George Carlin. All right, come on. To George Carlin, it's true. You you know you can find. Oh yeah, I make that. I use that. You know, cat shit. You use that three times, and oh, I use that three times. I say it there, then I say Kmart smells like cat shit, and I learned that. I'm like, oh, you know, little things. It doesn't have to be major. But, um, I so the, the what? You said we talked about this. We talked about the cat, the, uh, you talked about how many jokes I had about the fucking a dog. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Remember when you guys came home, you were, you were like, remember how many jokes I had? One was. Oh, I was saying that I think that that second audience. We're convinced that you've 
fucked up. And I think, and I think he's totally wrong. I think they're going to know. Because the one joke is this. I go, you know, you can get the genital herpes anyway. Um, I understand it was what you thought because the collective amount. It wouldn't no, be any. Be not because, because during the setups, you got uh, distracted and you never really went back to it. Yeah. And I, so twice you set right. up fucking a dog, but then you never went back to right. it. Right. By the way, we should get, I to George Carlin, oh, here's why I love that <laughs> word. We can get some finality and maybe an answer to this. It doesn't have to be an opinion. Let's do the research it takes to find out. If anybody thought that, because I'm going out on a limb and everybody it, it was there, if you ask them later, go, do you, you're all kidding aside, like, did, did you really think anybody thought that? They're all going to go, no. They're all going to go, no. So I think it, it's something, something we could decide now, but who, who was there? Steve Finearts. Steve Finearts, were you there? Steve no. Finearts, there was uh, somebody Duncan. else. Yeah. Duncan and by the way, you know why this is a fun, this is like to me talking about, it's just fun because, hell, I should know either way. So it's right. so stupid, but I think it's just a fun little, it's like sports, you're gambling on, there's no, there's, it's not that intense, like I'm like, but I want to find out because I don't know why my gut feeling is even if I was sloppy, you earn the right as somewhat of a civil person up there that they go, I don't, I don't know, he might have got, they might not know what happened because you do, you see why the missing link was there. They would just go, he probably just got lost, he's being an absurdist. I don't think any of them, but you, now I, I love this because you think someone's going to go. No, to be honest, I think some people thought Todd one of the, the fuck dogs up there. Oh, well, no, I don't think that they sat there and thought about that. I think. Oh, uh, I knew I. I think briefly, like. Well, that I think they'd probably <laughs> look at each other and go, "Did he just say he fucked a dog?" Well, and then it would be over. They don't go home and go. God, well, okay, damn, okay. Fucks dogs. Right. Well, I guess what? I got y'all. I fucked dogs. <laughs> I knew. I knew it. That's right. <laughs> And that's a segment on the show. Okay. Wow, this is a fun show. So, let's go back to this. That's a weird topic. It's funny how things you start talking about. Who would have thought when we sat down, we were going to spend... We should think of the other jokes. So then there's the other joke where I go, you should... I go, you know, you should masturbate your dog. It, you take it out of civilization. Right. You take it out of civilization. It can't do that. If you, you don't fa- bring other dogs around for it to. If I found out that someone was manipulating, masturbating their dog, or whatever you want to say, bringing it to pleasure, um, I would. I would have to be honest. My thought would be there's something wrong there, and there probably something is. But yet, it's the opposite. Really, it's the most selfless thing you could do to an animal that you that genuinely brings you joy into your life, and the one thing that brings its joy, you've cut it off from. <laughs> so um there we go and there were a few others but anyway so i do listen to the podcast so it ends up that you're saying well then we have to be able to hear it. if we can't enjoy these jingles then how do, do we expect people we're doing this tell me if i understand you correctly we owe it to the audience hey if you're gonna play them listen to them oh of course let's do it <laughs> It's a Todd Glass show, everybody. I can't get enough of this podcast. That's right. Todd Glass show. Baby, don't you know the producer sits behind glass? Todd Glass show.
that falls asleep. Nick Leepa falls asleep. Sir Aristotle. Eric Olsen. Eric Olsen. John Brand Wagner. John Brand Wagner. Simon is here. Aaron Simon. Aaron. Okay. So there's that. How do you think this is sounding? Good. Okay. Um, you, well, you're looking at it like it's... Well, is it, uh, is we it, were peaking there for a we second. We were peaking there for a second. Okay, that's good to know. Now we know a little bit lower than that. As soon as I put the ratchet near it, I knew, I saw the look, I thought, I knew, put the ratchet like back here because it's probably, if my voice is getting, okay, I got it. What's up, dimple shit? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, you like doing this and then getting that? Right, do you? You like saying stuff and then getting that? Oh boy, who doesn't like saying something and getting this? I'll tell you what, I like saying stuff and getting that. Do you like saying stuff? Yeah. Hey, is it so bad if after I talk this happens? Hey, I have a good life, you know? I'll tell you, my wife, she's not too smart. She thought one plus one was four. Okay. She's not smart at all. Thank you. How you doing, Aaron? Not bad. Who said pick up the mic? The mic is only for the bit. Now I want to talk to the real Aaron Simon. What do you want to know? When are you gonna? St- do you do you want to talk about uh, being afraid to go up on stage? Sure. Because because um I think it I think it's some um, interesting conversation. First of all, you're not the only one, and a lot of comedians that go on to do comedy their whole lives tell mm-hmm. a story about that. Some don't, but many do. They have a little start. They go up front. I used to get, but then eventually you have to get over it. Maybe this is a. Have you ever had that? Uh, where we you're actually talking about. We're actually talking about. This. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, you can. We. I'd rather break the bit and let you talk for a Thank minute. you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it yeah. that it was fake. I knew it. Hey, I have fun, guys. Uh, you can come up. You can pull in and talk to us. Uh, yeah, uh, Aaron and I were just talking about this the other day. Um, I do remember being the guy up next and sit like look, just being a bundle of nerves. But yeah, that kind of. First off, like you, as soon as you get on stage, it's like a roller coaster ride. You just go through it. So it's all the worst part is waiting to go up. Right, I still feel that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. But here's what I was going to say, and I really do, I, I really do, do, uh, do mean this. Like you want to motivate somebody. Sometimes you can have tough love to motivate somebody, mm-hmm. but you also have to, have, you know. I think this would be a weird motivator uh, for you, but I think it might be. Um, because I was saying this when you were talking to me the other day about, you know, you know, you've been, you go and you don't go on. And by the way, I did it a little bit up front. Oh, well, I did it like twice. I did it twice. And then I, but, oh, well, that's not always, you know what I did it with? Mm-hmm. I did it with auditions. See, it's uh, so funny. You talk about, it's my whole thing about you could sit across from someone that eats a hundred jelly beans a day and, and go, how do you, I just don't get it. But you eat a hundred Tic Tacs a day mm-hmm. and you don't think to go, yeah, they're just different things. But yes, yeah, so, so I, that's where I could pull from a little better. I used to go to auditions and leave. I just was petrified for commercial auditions or acting auditions. And I remember one time my friend goes, Todd, if you leave right now, it's just the easy thing to do. And I said, you're right. And I left. It's not what his plan was. He was trying to motivate me to stay. But I got so nervous that I just didn't want to go. And one time my manager called me and he goes, you got a call back. I didn't go in on the audition. I'm like, is he testing me to see? Like, 
I'm playing Russian roulette here, whatever it is, or, you know, what's that game where, you know, you keep going, I'm not giving up. I go, oh, cool. When is it? And he told me, and I'm like, okay. Great, I'll be there. Great, I go, I'll go. And then, but then my tone changed about a minute into the call when I went, oh, he's not trying to cap. I just thought, you know, they see a lot of people, they forgot they didn't see me, and I got thrown into a... That's true. Yeah, that's Did a true you story. Did you go to the callback? I went to the callback, and then I got the commercial. It was a Chevy commercial. Is that true? That's a true story to George Carlin. You didn't go to the audition. I didn't you go to the audition. Got a callback. You went to the callback and got the fucking and job. Got, and got the job. Wow. And I didn't do that many commercials. That was one of the commercials that I did. They're so hard to do. They make if they see or make a face a certain way. If your nose twitches, they you try to your get your line. It wasn't the line. I figured I learned how to do drop of expression, so I would get a few commercials because of that. I would be like mm. the Chevy, blah blah blah, <laughs> and then I would see the price and I go the Chevy, blah blah blah. Uh, just, you know, up and down from happy to sad. But anyway, and then Chris somehow got on the commercial. He's just hanging out all day. And next thing I know, she's like, okay, you can go over there. Wow. Like, he didn't even go to a audition or a no. callback. And I have the ad. We can watch it after the show's over. Amazing. The Chevy, yeah. So anyway, but, but anyway, that wasn't the point of the story, that I had walked out. But here's what I'm going to say. I must not want to act that bad. And this, if you have acting in you, maybe you'll get it. It's a little bit... Maybe putting a torch under you a little bit, but I think in a good way. You know, doing stand-up comedy is like, you know, like almost like having sex. Like, I think if you like sex, if you like it, it's okay. You're probably not going to have a lot of it because it's, you have to crave it to get over the embarrassment of the, of the act of sex. I mean, think about it. The reason you're not, most people don't think about it like that because, first of all, it's, it's what it must feel like to have sex with a, a, the person you don't want to have sex with. Um, and I'm just talking about if it's a straight person trying to act a gay, I mean, a gay person trying to act straight, uh, either way, girl, 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 guy, but if someone having sex with someone they're not attracted to, that's probably, it, that's hard because it's like, it, it, that's like just, just so, so if you're a person and you go, no, sex is all right. You're probably not going to have a lot of it. Cause it's, you've got so that's what comedy is probably like. If you're not craving it. So the question is, are you craving it? Because if you're craving it and you should be a stand-up, you'll get over it and get on stage. So it's an indirect way to maybe it seems like a mean way to like put it. Maybe you don't want to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. But, but that, I hope that motivates you. You go, no, I do want to do it. Because you have to ask yourself that. Because if, you're, if you are craving it, like people crave it, you know, like probably John Mulaney or, you know, or, or Paul F. Tompkins or any, any comedian we know that just, just really loves to do it, uh, you will get over the nervousness of it because, in a way, I can't fucking believe I did it. Because I don't want to. Da- I don't make speeches. I don't want to. I am petrified to dance at a wedding. I won't. I find old people in their eighties to dance with or young kids. You know, because they they're safe. You know, <laughs> let them dance on your shoes. Busy over here. Um, <laughs> you let old people dance on your shoes. No, <laughs> I let young people, old people, I dance on their shoes. So, um, thank you very much. God, he, he went over there. So, that, so for Aaron, yeah, you're going to have to ask yourself how bad you want to do it, and maybe that will help you indirectly by... I used to not go up. I still don't, but I used to. <laughs> 2 R 2 L. 2 R 2 L. 2 R 2 L followed up with a J L. 2 R 2 L followed up with a J L. Sometimes I'm happy, sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm blue. blue. My 
disposition depends on you. Pause it. Let's see how close we can all get to seeing this with him. And trying our hardest. No microphone. Here we go. We're trying to sing well. We're trying to sing right with it to see how close we can get. We'll do it four times and see how good we can get. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. Again. You know what I figured out's better? To let them start the sentence and then come right in. Ah. Maybe. Why? Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. Aren't I right? Watch to do it again. Here we go. A one and two, two and a one, two, three. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Do it again. I'm gonna sing, but I'm gonna come in late, like uh, you said. But I'm gonna be a little, little okay. late. Okay, here we go. Sometimes I'm happy. Oh yeah. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. Oh, that's the easier way to do it. Play it from the top. Yeah, there we go. Then we can really look like we know what we're doing. Let's try it. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it like this. Sometimes, Sometimes I'm happy. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes I'm blue. Okay, so I, I, all I can say is, look, the, what's on the flip side of doing, getting over it is really having a, a fun life that you can, even if you don't do your stand-up, some, it might be where you end up doing stand-up full-time. Some, some people do stand-up and they're more writers, but they'll go around LA and New York and they'll do spots. Um, that's, that's awesome too. Like, that, you know, it, it showcases yourself as a writer and some go on to being able to do hour sets and going on the road and headlining. But some, it can serve a purpose at, at, at many different levels. And it really, you know, where else can you walk into a room and get five comedians look, listen to a writing sample of yours? You, you can't do it any other way. That's why stand-up is such a powerful tool. Because you, how are you going to get, like, literally, I don't even have to name names, you know, five or six people that all might have shows. And you go, would you do me a favor? I have a writing sample. Could you take ten minutes to read it? But when you go up and do your act, that's your writing sample. That's how Harris Whittles sort of got in with Sarah Silverman. Um, as that sounds strange to say it that way, but you know what I mean. Got got observed by Sarah Silverman was at the at the at the UCB, and um, I understand that. I remember seeing Harris myself and being like, just very inspiring. You know, I really like I really like this comedy. And Whittemore Thomas, I never cared for. No, I never did. No, I'm not. I was always afraid to say it. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, I just make, just push yourself a little harder. Wait, we'll help you. questions about this? Yes. Um, he gives his dad 50 bucks through Venmo, and if he doesn't go on, he doesn't get it back. So he is trying. That's the only reason I'm giving you the time of day, because I think you are trying yourself. Like, you are frustrated with yourself. First question yeah. is, right. um, do you tell your dad you went up when you didn't? No, no, I didn't. Oh, that's true. I never thought about that. How many times have you gone up? Probably like nine, I think. Uh, Over how long? 
A year. Six months to a year. Yeah, six months when you first did it, uh, what did you feel? What was that feeling? That's he did why good. I want to keep, yeah, like I, it felt good for like a and day. Then how how quickly did you get back up after that? Mm, Two very, weeks. Yeah. And very, then you didn't do, and then you didn't do well, right? I mean, there was a chunk of time where I was going up like I, once every couple weekends. Yeah, yeah, I remember because you sent me your tape and you sent me your um your uh. The the the, uh, the file from your phone and um, I it was really good and I thought God you really got over the hardest part you yeah. did it and it's only but I think maybe the longer you go without mm-hmm. doing it mm-hmm. um, especially in the beginning um, and especially if the last few sets didn't go well right but I said the, the chunk to get over because it really does make life better was you know for a while if I didn't have a good set I would go right home. And uh, and then the best thing that ever happened was that I went out because no, I wasn't in a great mood right away. I thought about for a while going home, you know, go. Oh, why am I talking about? Why am I talking about it? But then a lot of times, a lot, I was having a great time. I go and the end of the night when I got in bed, went my set didn't go well, but you had a really fun night. And uh, so getting over not having bombing mean your whole night is ruined because if it represents the whole night being ruined. Get in the car, drive home, and be depressed. I get it. Like, that's fearful. But if you can somehow get past that and understand that also part of growing is hanging out with other comedians after the show. What a great thing to be able to do. To hang out with probably some of the best people in the world. And it helps your comedy. And if you're hanging around with good comedians, you can grow off stage too. It's a bond that you make with other comedians. So you can look at it as... I didn't do well on stage tonight, but if you can sort of go, you know what, though? But I did well off stage. Just hanging. I don't mean you should go out and do shtick. Everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> hanging, just having a good time with other comedians, doing bits. It, it, bits lead to, oh, we should shoot that. Half the time, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Once in a while, it does lead to, like, you end up doing something with other comedians. So look at that as a, as, as a, as a lucrative part of the night, too. That's, and if you're looking to go up uh, to the listening audience, uh, Venmo me 50 bucks. There you go. And then, and then Eric could help you out. Yeah. Seriously. What were you going to say? I, the, the nights that I hang out with, with comedians after the show. Hold on one second, please. 2R2L to the joke about Ben mowing Eric, 50 bucks. Sorry, it was not acknowledged. Let the record show that that was a well-placed joke that we did not give its due. To, uh, I did stumble over the word You Venmo. did? You know what? It's my fault. 2R2L. Okay, so go ahead. Back to you, what you were saying. Uh, it's just what you said, like hanging out with comedians after the show. That when I put down your whistle and listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I feel the best. Is when I fucking just like met right. a new connection of like a really funny person. Yeah. That's gonna do way as much as a good set. No, it it will, and 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 once you get to that, and by the way, you have like all these people that you know, like uh, you know, Jake Adams would always take you. John Brian Wagner would. I think Eric would yeah. go with you. I know I I won't, <laughs> but uh, I'm busy. No, I would too. Like if it took you, if you, but I don't think that's what's going to relax you is us going yet. <laughs> no. But I watch every set you send me. I watch every set you send me, and you. Let me tell you something. You did. You know, just seeing someone do it once, you go, oh, okay, they got it. That's not lucking out. That you know how you formed you, you you had good you flowed from one thing to another you were doing a set like you were you did a good job and yeah in weeks it's gonna go bad I think the only because I don't like advice that you can't apply instantly other than that it's bullshit advice uh-huh. and I think there is a little truth to trying to I never said it that way before look at the rest of the night like that's important too mm-hmm. and just I, to go out and have fun I haven't gone up in a long long time but you 
you know what used to help me? What? Uh, two beers and a Vicodin. And that was the name of his first uh, folk band. That's right. That and was. You would drive to an open mic. No, didn't you hear what I said? That was the name of his first country band. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. <laughs> oh, we're good. So, we are good, and it was all because of you. So anyway, here's what I'm saying. I want to motivate someone. That would give it a little more motivation if you're scared to go out. Look at it like, you know, like you sort of do with giving your dad 50 bucks. If you want to prove to yourself that you want to do stand-up and you have a bad set, your proof that you really want to do it to go home and still put your head in the pillow in is that you know that also hanging out afterwards and do it. Force yourself to go out past it and, 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 and look at it like... Look at it like, no, this is important too. It's not I'm trying to forget about that. That set didn't go well, but something can go well. So by the end of the night, you can put your head in the pillow and, and go, oh, that, you know, I had a lot of fun hanging out. And that's all it is. Hanging out is very important. And, it, and, it's, and it's fun. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you something that's fun that you don't do a lot after you didn't have a good set because you're, you, you want to have fun after a good set. I get mm-hmm. it. But if you can sort of make yourself think, no, that's part of the work too. It just happens to be a fucking blast. It's okay if something that go. It's going to be fun going out with other comedians is going to be a blast, and it's also good. Then go do it. Okay. What else you want from me? I thought I was very nice to you, and I appreciate do my help. Hey. Do I have any rice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, don't get me started. How's your? How's that girl that we met? What was her name? Ariel. Wow. I'd like to. Anyway. Two R, two E, two L. <laughs> two R, two L. All right. How much longer are we going to be picking up our part? Picking about, you know what? It's not really bothering me. Well, I mentioned it. That's that's. And I feel if better. it's mentionable, it, it's manageable. Two R two L. So we have that one, and then, oh, ah, he makes a, he packs a pipe, and then I tease him, and then he gives it to me. How's everybody at home? I I love you. I love you. I love the people I met after my shows. Seriously, I I could only imagine hanging out after Largo when you're. Hanging out with those funny fucks. Jesus Christ. You know, there's there's like, you know, I've said it a million times, but, you know, it's nice to be, you can be proud of the people that come out to see you. That's a nice feeling. And um, I like I like being proud of people. I see the audiences and I'm proud. They just look like, if anything, like a, like a safe place to be if you were somebody that was not feeling safe. I hope that my audiences would look like, okay, I feel safe here. So, and then you meet, and then, and then I met. You know what? This should be the year that everybody comes to LA Podfest. I know. People think about it. I bet it's like my brother's been having a camp. It's going on six years, and I've been saying I'm going to go every year. I get it. There's a little more of an expense. I get it to stay at that hotel, but I'll tell you what, it is so much fun. Because we well, decided that oh, this we're going to stay. This year, we're going to get, for me, uh, John, uh, I don't know if you'll be here in October. Duncan and I and whoever the band is, whoever wants it, we're going to get like the biggest room they have and just like camp out in the hotel room and then oh just God. stay there. We're not, no one's driving anywhere. Wake up. We'll make breakfast. We should bring a flat iron into the room yes. and make some breakfast in the morning. No, we won't do that. But um, um, Call room service. We can call room. By the way, once in a while. I'm happy. Sometimes I'm sad. My disposition depends on you. Wow. So, let's play the other song. If you like podcasts. No, no, not this one. The one at the polka. 
And then... It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody, taking you through the night. Tonight, live from his living room. It's a special night. It's a dining room. Only funny people are in the dining room. And they do a little show there. Hey, what do you mean little? Voted number one. Yes, it was. Oh, there's music. Oh, John's getting out the drumsticks. And sing. And a lot of pop. With the bells and whistles. The bubbles, lights, and smoke. decided I wanted to when we're doing loud songs to go back to the show but it's not very easy if you just go too abrupt it's not very good so we go softer and softer and feather it back how do you go from that loud because let's go back there for a second it was loud and then we go you take people it's all right to return them to another state of uh, put into a state of grace from that but you got to do it nice and soft we come in Smooth as we possibly can. Hey, we're just sitting around talking. Well, but that's not much different than something we were doing five seconds ago. Just how's everybody? Does it have any questions for me? Uh, I have so many questions for you, Mr. Glass. Yes, well, you don't have to call me Mr. Glass, though, by the way. I think we're on a, a more comfortable. But what, what, are you, what questions do you have? First off, what is your greatest strength? Honestly? Yes. If I had to do an interview now to George Carlin, do you want to hear what I would say honestly, or is that going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I couldn't. What, where would you find yourself? I, I didn't bait you. I had two seconds to think about where I was going to start, and it's nausea. Oh, no, we can continue to start. Well, no, it's going to come you off. think of something now. No, I have well, something. I have something. It's, but you have to talk about your great strengths in front of somebody. It's not, it's not very humble. I'll try it. Well. Is that a word? Unhumble? Non-humble brag? Okay, so I would say this. I would go. You know, I ho- hopefully some of those places on my resume spoke for themselves. Um, I know that you called them, and I know what I did there, and I hope I'm right, unless I'm crazy. But I think you probably heard. I have follow-through. And you know what? If I don't know something, I'll learn it. I will learn it. I will ask questions. I used to not do that. I used to just be a, try to act like I know what I was doing. And I realized if you ask questions, they don't annoy people. Yeah. They let you be the one that figures out how to do it. So I ask questions, and I'm a perfectionist. It's attention to detail. It doesn't matter what it is. I could do any job great because I have attention to detail. This just happens to be something I'm interested in. But I truly believe I could probably go to anything I wanted to do and do very, very well because I understand that the... the, the it's not one big thing that makes things go well. It's 80 little things. 
And I think I'll attend to that. What the fuck do you want from me? If that, thank you. I bring my friend with a sly whistle. I just, oh, my greatest weakness? Oh, um, by the way, I did think you, I did think you asked the same question again. Uh, my, my, my greatest weakness? Uh-huh. Oh, you know that, that's a hard I question. I people fucking flip this one and they go, well, my greatest weakness is uh, I pay too much attention right, right, to right, detail. Right, 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 right. I'll tell you, my great, first of all, I hope you respect this answer and I think you might not and I hope you do. It's just a throwaway question because how honest are you going to be? You know? I'll tell you, I had an no, interview. No, I would say uh, <laughs> I would say. Uh, a, a long time ago, I had an interview with a fast food place, and uh, the guy goes, well, where do you see yourself with us in five years? And I said, honestly, I hope I'm not working here in five years. Right. No, if did I'm you... working here in five years, something went wrong. But you're not going to get that job if you no. say that. He said, I appreciate your honesty, and I got the job. And because I was a veteran, he gave me more money than the manager was giving. Can I tell you a story that's sort of like yours? <laughs> yeah. I was going to... I I used to always get a hot cup of tea. I get it at McDonald's. That's back when it was the scalding hot tea. They had to lower the temperature of all their water. And uh, I was, uh, you were just talking about, uh, what were you talking about? I was saying, uh, you asked if you could be too honest in an interview. Yeah, and you said. Uh, I, he asked me if I, where I see myself in five years, and I said, with the company, and I said, I don't. I don't want to work here. Oh, yeah, I just forgot. At least no. I admit it. I well, forgot where I was at. Isn't it a blessing that I can be honest about that? In the old days, I'd have to try to go, oh, everybody help me remember. It doesn't matter. What am I holding on to? What did I have, a real gem? We're going to take 30 minutes for me to figure out, oh, I had a joke about a pencil. Guys, uh, <laughs> so we'll move forward. And can, what did, can you ask me the questions? Oh, you want to ask the Oh, sure. How do you think I did, by the way? Oh, can I re-answer just the you're last hired, part? You're hired. Can you I get hired. the last part? Can right. I answer that one more yes. time? I really tried, by the way. How do you think I did? Be honest. I forgot what you said. Well, that's not good. Um, what, do you remember what I said? Uh, you said that you hope that the... Uh, about your honesty weakness? No, about why... They asked me why I think I would be good at working here. And I oh, you said your past, re- your past like, employments will hopefully speak for themselves. Uh, I don't think it stands. How do you, re- how do you think I did? You're just repeating what I said, but no one's really... That means no one really listened. Oh, how you did? Yeah, how I You're did. You're hired. You got 25000 Oh, 25000 Well, it's just Taco Bell. Well, I'll take it, but I, can I steal? That's my weakness. Oops, <laughs> it come out quicker than I thought. I'll probably okay. have you come for a callback. Thank you. And you know what? I don't want your job. Because people that know I'm good, they don't have to have a callback. So I, I would decline on oh, your really? call. Oh, really? Yes. Then how did you get that Chevy commercial? Well, that's all. <laughs> Eric got a zinger. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Rickles used to do and Johnny. He'd always pull out his pen. No, no, no. Dave got a real zinger out on me. Hoped it made him happy. <laughs> Isn't that funny that he used to do that? He'd pull, he'd lean over to Carson's desk, or whoever, you know, Letterman. Letterman really got a punch in. <laughs> now it's good to do it to a little guy like me. That's awesome. And if Don ever tried to look at you, don't touch my paper. I don't touch your papers. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, whatever we were talking about was not that important. But uh, wait, so get on stage, get on stage, and and do it like just. Take everything you have and you get on stage, even if you do, even if you get on stage and do this, if you get on stage and go, look, I promised myself I would get up on stage every week. 
And even if I was scared, I would at least fucking go up and at least tell everyone I was too scared to go up. That's... And I'm too scared to go up. If it gets a laugh, you'll end up saying one other thing. And have that thing planned. Maybe have your, your weren't going to do a set thing planned. And I don't care if everyone... I did it, and I, don't, and I never needed it. But I always thought, whenever I got nervous, I would always go, you'll just go up and say... Hey, I said, you know, whatever it was, you, everyone can give it their own spin. But if that's what it takes, do that. Be just honest. get up on stage and go. But I said I was going to come down here because I want to do stand-up. And even if I'm too scared to do my set, I'm going to at least show my face. So anyway, instead of doing a shitty show, I'm here. I'm Next week, I'm going to do a set. Good night. They're going to love it. They're going to love it. And it might give you the confidence, which you deserve. I don't care if you hear the idea from me. Anybody who follows through with that deserves it is it is somewhat of a performance to be able to do that and sell it and then and it, and you're being true to yourself. You, you really, I think, if you do that, you uh, it's, it could be a silly thing to have planned and get you on stage. And so, what if you utilize it? Like literally, if you don't go back on, you don't. That, that's not the purpose to always think, oh, I'll say that I'll get a laugh and then I'll do in a set. No, some nights, if if it means that's all you do is go up there and go good night and you get off. You know what? You'll get such a big laugh. You're going to feel pretty good about getting up on stage. I guarantee you. And it will get a big laugh. I'll tell you why. Those nights always go long. To watch someone do something very funny and very short, everyone's happy. The next comedian's happy. You got one person behind you that's definitely happy. There's nothing like thinking you're waiting, you're waiting. Someone goes, oh, you're next. And you go, the other guy goes, oh, good. I'm old. There's only nothing like finding out there's two in front of you when you thought there was four. So you're, it's, it's, it's just a good thing to do. It's a funny thing. You get a laugh. And, uh, you know, I think it's all right. Matter of fact, I should make a recording right now that I let people bring up on stage and play. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, listen, I'm... Hi, everybody. My name is Todd Glass. The reason this person is playing this over the speaker here is because they want to do stand-up comedy, but every fucking week they get too nervous. So I said, at least go up on stage and play this recording that I'm making for you. So tonight, here's what's going on. This person listening, you're listening to right now on stage, wave at everybody, okay, is too scared to perform. But they wanted to at least say, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get in front of the audience, and if that's all I did tonight, I fucking at least did that. And then I could know that I'm honest about wanting to pursue stand-up. I at least got to get up on stage. And that's what they did, ladies and gentlemen. And that's all they're going to do tonight. Please give them a nice round of applause. I pictured... Thank you. Every, someone can isolate that and literally use that. I pictured uh, Aaron holding that his phone up to the microphone to play that. Yes. But he was also wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I picture... I hope someone utilizes that. So anyway, what's going on? Well, we're going to ask John an interview question. Yes. Oh, yes. John, can I interview you? Please. Okay, here we go. Are, you, are, are we doing this to George Carlin? What? No, say it. Oh, okay. So, but but are we doing this? Are you doing it for real? Like, are you going to... Okay, okay. Sorry, I ruined the whole bit. So anyway, uh, hi, nice to meet you, John. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, you can put your shirt on. <laughs> I, uh, no, 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 that's fine. But Chip it's and just, Dale's, I wanted to show you what well, I Well, this is a Sears and Roebuck. Oh. <laughs> I make the whole bit go horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do you have to be at Sears and Roebuck? I mean, I anyway, I'm yes, glad you're Chip here. And Dale's, I'm at okay, I'm glad you're here. Nice to meet you. Let me ask you a question right off the bat because there's two questions I really ask everybody. Um, what do you think one of your strengths is overall? If you had to just to rant for two minutes, three minutes, um, 
And don't be shy. We'll ask you what you think some of your negatives are, but uh, don't be afraid to be uh, to, to brag about yourself. If you're strength. if you're being real, and everything you're saying, I will notice once you get hired here. Brag about yourself, like you know what your strengths are, and it's okay in this isolated moment to to just brag about yourself. Well, I don't. I hope that the lack of words that I'm about to say doesn't uh, diminish what, what what I'm about to say, but. Honestly, honesty is my biggest strength, just being how brutally honest I can be about uh, myself and how... Can I ask you a question? Can you put the 50 mints that you took out of our bowl from the reception room, can you put them out of your pocket? Of course. And, okay, it's all right. It's just they're, they're falling out all over the floor. <laughs> I don't, why am I making it so hard? I just picture this guy says honesty is his strength, and then he has pockets full of mints he stole <laughs> well, from the I'm way. Such an honest guy. I know. If you got me, I'll give them to you. Okay. I, I hope so honesty is your virtue. Yes, I, I'm a very honest man. And how does that manifest itself in helping me, except for the overall obvious? In which specific ways will that help you? Uh, well, because honesty is a good thing to have, obviously. As you being the general manager, you know that maybe uh, employees of yours can. Maybe not be completely honest to you about how the ins and outs of a, a workstation is going. Mm -hmm. have some, okay, uh, I'm going to ask you. Hold on. I got to stop you. You got to put your shirt on. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's really hot in here. Well, that's still not what you do during an interview. And you're lucky you're still being interviewed. My apologies. Thank you, you so much. You seem like a nice guy. Would you like a mint? <laughs> Sometimes I'm happy. Okay, but let me go back to the serious question, because I don't think I did this bit right. I want to do it the way we intended it. So what do you think your strengths are? My strength? Mm-hmm. Honesty. Well, that's, and, and what, I'm really trying to do this to George Carlin, like if I was really hiring you. I was really trying to like think of like, honesty's good, but I need more, and that's what I was trying to get out. Like, like honesty, like if you know your craft, then having honesty on top of that, that's what you're looking for. But can I show you how he wanted this bit to go? Oh, how? Okay. I'm going to interview you now. Okay. Uh, what do you think is your greatest strength? Honesty. Oh. What do you think is your greatest weakness? I'm a liar. <laughs> that's what... Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. Wow. You know what? That was fun because is that really what you wanted to happen? Well, then, John, you were the most patient person in the world. How did you sit there? If you would have just told me, I would have, like, I think you tried to whisper it to me, but you waited all that time and he, it was like all he wanted. I Let's thought, do it again. I thought it'd be funnier after all that. It, you know what? If, talking about it, this never goes wrong if you're honest. Never goes wrong. You, we were thought it would no, go he with was this. enjoying it, though, because he kept giving you thumbs up. Oh, yeah, you kept giving me yeah. thumbs up. Because, like, after all that, and then I would have said liar. <laughs> so that you, you knew that eventually if I would ask you, see, so maybe Eric ruined it. Oh. Well. Sometimes, sometimes I'm happy. Let's do the whole thing. Sometimes, sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. Watch, let's try it again. If we wait till the second we hear them say the syllable and then we come in hard, look how clean it sounds. Let's give it a shot. Here we go. You wait. So, so, and you come in half a second after them. Sounds clean. Watch. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My, I know I went. I didn't want to be off at all. Watch. Sometimes I'm happy. What type of show is this? 
Um, do we have... You know what I really wanted to do? Can you pull up Mr. Rogers? Um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Is that what it was I was singing the other day? It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. You know it inside. And when you wake up... Happy to say, I think I think we had that. And I want to try to sing it. I'm going to try to sing it. I was doing all right. Well... Have you been taking lessons? Mm, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to. Okay, so I need to look at the screen if we're going to do it. The karaoke version. The karaoke version. Remember what we said, no one's in a hurry but us. How are you doing at home? You good in uh, Toronto? How did you know? Because I know people in Toronto. They've sent me some nice emails. And I want to send the love right back at. I want to send so much love back at them. They eventually feel uncomfortable. And I, I'm gonna. Wouldn't it be great to go walk up and down the block in front of, find out where they live, and walk up and down in front of the block to where they. Okay, that's a little weird. Todd Glass is walking up and down in front of our house. But now that they know that I'm gonna do it, it wouldn't be spooky because they know in it's Toronto? a bit. What Anywhere, pick pick anybody. Sure, Toronto. This. Did we talk about this that we have a lot of uh, listeners in Australia. That's right, and guess what? That's why we're going there on Monday. Um, I would love to go to Australia. If I knew we could go to a podcast... There's got to be a way we could take the podcast to Australia. Someone in Australia, book us. Well, some, doesn't someone own a hotel that's rich? Put us all up, we'll come out. I'll buy it, we'll, we'll, do, we'll get the air. What's that like uh, place that's really famous? And, uh... It doesn't even have to be Australia. You know what? I could go to New Jersey. Yeah. You know what? We'll go, yeah, right. We're so easy go. We're like, it doesn't even have to be Australia. Book you know what? A nice hotel. Bucks County's nice. Yeah, give us cash. We'll come up the street. We'll do it at show at your house. I always said for five thousand, I would go to someone's house and do it. That was the fee for doing the podcast. The last right? Probably have to be about five thousand to go to somebody's house. Now, if they lived in L.A., for five thousand. What do they get? We go. We do the whole podcast there, whole and we sleep over. Yeah, all of us. Well, whoever they want to pay to bring it would have to at least be three of the people. I always think I five grand. What do you get for five grand? Um, five grand. Well, it depends where it's at because you have to take airfare. And well, I'm saying if it was in San Diego, let's say, and somebody because I'm looking at like I would do a regular job, like if I do a stand up job, and I could make more, I could make less. But yeah, if someone offered me five thousand to do a college show, I would take it. There's some comedians that would say no to it, but no, I, I would take it. I'd take 3000 No, if you have $1,000, i will do it. No, but 500 but it's got to be like really close. Now, give me 50 bucks. Now, how much do I have to pay to get on your, your, your open mic night? No, it keeps going lower and lower. That's a joke. So, um, but yeah, I would have to just take it into consideration where it was. But, you know, of course, if it's in a cool place you want to go to anyway, you know, the math is different how you look at it because, yeah, if it was in New York City and so there was some place that wanted us to do it, I'd go for air and hotel and if that's all it covered because, yeah, that's a trip to New York City. So it depends where it's at. But I would, I never acted like, I would totally do it. I think it would be fun to do it. We're taking the show on the road. Yeah. I'll do it from somebody's basement. We'll make it look really cool. They can invite anybody they want. Probably be fun. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't because then they'd have to invite non-podcast people. That's why you don't want it someone's house. Because that's the nice thing when everybody comes that listens to it together. So forget it that way. But I would still do it from your house live. We just wouldn't have an audience. Maybe 10 of your friends. That's it. But not like 30, 40 people. So back to what I said from the beginning. 
Was that boring, everything I just said? No. No, that was awesome. Well, thank you. Are you sure this is karaoke? Is it going to turn colors? It's all right. We got uh, nowhere we can to find go. Out what we can get for six thousand? Two R two L six thousand. You get uh, Johnny Colorado. <laughs> 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 no, for seven thousand. For seriously, everything is available. Like I wish someone had the money. Like you know, maybe someone happens to be just wealthy to listen to the show. Let me bring a band. Yeah. You know, and let's and do it upright. And you should also throw a party after the show for them. Of course. Set it up. Well, I would have, I have some definite ideas. Right. Yeah, as long as it's karaoke. Let me see. Push that thing around here. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Is it just that the right one? Uh, I don't think so, but it would be fun either way, right? Well, I don't know. I want to sing it. Sing it whether it's the right What? Well, well, we can listen to it. What's happening now, folks, is we're... I don't think it's the same one, but if it is... Do it. I think it's it. How old are you? 20. That's right. It's a young show, fuck faces. You're George Carlin, you're 20? Yeah. No, no, we're not. No one's going to commit and it's not going to sound good because we're all going to go. Everyone's afraid because we don't know the song. It's not going to sound too great. I don't know that song. Oh, but I thought that would be the fun of it. Since... Oh, I'm sorry. You know what it was? I'm so excited to sing the other song. No, it's a great song. Have you guys found the karaoke before? Before? Yeah. No, now I feel bad. Uh-oh. Bless you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, I don't feel bad. I feel bad. Why do I have to feel bad? Whatever you I... should. What did I... What, why would I feel bad? You're Be honest. You're making John work so hard. <laughs> Look at him over there sweating. Is everyone having fun? Yeah. I got sick tits. That's right. Are you having fun with free lives? Yeah, some guy when I was in Canada asked me if I liked Donald Trump. He worked at a convenience <laughs> store. He was adorable. He was an older guy. He goes, yeah, he knew where I was from because I had American money. He goes, you like Donald Trump? I said, no. I go, it's an embarrassment. What did he say? He laughed. And I went, but you shouldn't ask people that because if they do, they're, you're, people, you don't want to talk to them. You know, why, yeah, why do you want to engage with it? You would just be, I mean, would be being rude to okay. somebody. I couldn't find He just it. lucked out, but you can't say that. I mean, even though I don't like Donald Trump, I don't think someone should be uh, pestering you in the store. <laughs> like if somebody said to me, did you vote for Bernie Sanders? Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. That's like the, maybe the 30th question you can ask me after. Mm -hmm. Hello, what's your name? Right. How's your sister? Yeah. I couldn't find, find it, shit. but do you want to listen to this guy sing? No, I want to do it. There's one on there. I know there is curry... It's such a good feeling. Karaoke. Well, we could listen to him first. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? You got that turned down? Yes, hold on. Here we go. Such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. You're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good feeling. Feeling inside is such a happy feeling to know you're alive and to know that I'll be back 
And you will too. Wow, he was in like a horse, this guy, right? <laughs> he was in a horse. <laughs> was he on a horse, I mean? He looked like he was riding a horse. Is that it? Let's. We're, we're, hey, look, remember I said no one's in a hurry but us. I hope that sounded all right in post. Coming over. Here we go. Do we got it? I'm not giving up. This is going to be the one night where we get, because I know it's there, and we're in no hurry. Like, no, even if this no, isn't it, even if this isn't it, we could still find the one that is it. There's a karaoke of Won't You Be My Baby. We have, no, I can't hear. I want It's such a good, what was the one I was singing? It was such a good feeling to know you're alive. No, it wasn't. It was, it's a beautiful, no. What was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I have one. it on my phone. Hold on. <laughs> That's what I sound like. Hold on. Hold on. Um, by the way, do you remember this? Oh, there's Kenny Rogers. Will that do? Hold on, you remember this? Todd Glass used to have a Roomba He could use a brand new Roomba He spent his time with an old-fashioned vacuum Let's get Todd a Christmas Roomba When he vacuums, he's a-wishing For time with friends that he's a-missing While doing a job that should be done by a bot Let's get Todd a Christmas Roomba and guess what? Now we need a summer Roomba. The, the people at Roomba, not only did they send it, but they send it in the coolest way in the world. Your wildest dreams have come true. On Christmas Eve, a card shows up at the house. What? Yeah, so now I'm just having, it's great, but like anything, something goes, you know, there's, a, there's something happened, something got caught in a wheel, I'm having difficulty with it. So I was just sending some love their way for one of their representatives to call me and try to help me out. I'm sure there's something we can do, but it's probably simple. I just don't know where to start. Is there places that just repair Roombas? Bum, bum, bum. Who knows, right? So um, we have one more jingle to play before we all make our decision, except for the uh, um, Holiday Road. Yeah, can I ask why we won't be hearing Holiday Road? Because No, it's everyone's voting. There. Everyone's going to vote. Oh, because, yes, it's not, it's not loaded. It's not loaded. And it's a lot of to get. It's a lot to get. To make it, to, to, if I'm going to do it for you, I want to do it right. That seems like a line, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it's but, not. It's not. But if I talk slowly, uh, no. I might sell enough that John can find it. No. John, you don't want that. Do you want that? Why am I? Yeah, I shouldn't lead the witness. Do you want the responsibility to go find all those? Because if you do, if you go, oh, it's not that hard. See, I'm doing it, selling it good. I don't care. So I'm so tired it's of this. Right. No, it's not. John, look at John. He's crying now. John, it's okay. You know what? I didn't. I love you. 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 I love. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love. I love you. 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 I love. I love you. I love you. No, no, no. 
How come you weren't singing? Oh. How about Steve Feinarts? I love Steve Feinarts. I love Steve Feinarts. I love... Guess what we're doing on the show from now on? We're not saying when we leave, I love you. We're saying like when John says goodbye or Simon. John's very uh, verbally affectionate that way, and it makes me want to be more not shut down. And love you sometimes is a hard one. Um, Even though in other ways, I think I'm pretty good. So now we just decided to change it. To uh, I love Steve Fine Arts. I love Steve Fine Arts. I, I love Steve Fine Arts. Hey, what's not to like? I love Steve Fine Arts. So that's what we're gonna do for real. I wish someone did that for about me. I'd be so happy. So he should be very happy when he hears the news. <laughs> two R two L. Um. So the last song. So so the, is uh is it's the bright side. It's the bright side. This makes it in, even though it's. Podcasts, you should listen to Todd Glass. Did you hear this one? His loving show will never cause you harm. So hurry up, don't dawdle. Be cool like Aristotle. Listen to the bits out in the barn. The time flash should pick they're all great the first one was the first one was um don't you just know it eric olson next one was there's a barn and there's a people and a lot of funny people and then there's that one i'm not picking after all that (laughs) because they're all great they are they're all great there's not the only one that he did that we got into a fight over here Fight. Yeah, Whoa. remember the one Joe sent? We thought he didn't uh, like the show anymore. His wife was mad. Yeah. We thought he sent us one. It ends up, I don't want to say which one it was. If you hear an egregious glitch in this podcast, you know we took some. Florida was where I, um, I guess, yeah, we went to the Florida, we went to the Florida um, Disney World. Oh, yeah. right. Florida Disney World when we were like about, um, I was 10 years old. That's the first time Did we went to Did they have Harry uh, Potter World yet? No. Yeah, that all makes sense now. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that, that's a crazy story. They made an egregious edit. They're doing it behind my back. If you hear another one, you know something's weird. So, I watched Casper when I was young. I always remember there was a comedian. People were like, wait, are they editing it? There was a comedian. His name was Fred Novak. And he had a one-liner. He used to go, he used to come up on stage, socially awkward, probably a little genuinely socially awkward. Maybe would play it up on stage a little bit. <clears throat> His name was Fred Novak, and he would go, Casper, what's so funny about a dead kid? 
<laughs> I mean, it's so. <laughs> what's so funny about a dead kid? Um, How did he die? I don't know. Why? Why? What makes you? You don't know who that is, do you? No, I met Casper. Oh, <laughs> uh, Casper died. He got run over by a septa bus. Oh, is that true? Sure. The Friday podcast starts at nine. Sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. How long have we been going? Pneumonia. Yeah, he died from pneumonia. Who? Casper. That's How old was he? That's a. Uh, that's weird. Twelve years old boy living in. Wistaff Manor. Yeah. That's weird. Well. He was a friendly ghost. Maybe it made people, you know what, maybe it was a good way to make people not scared of death. Maybe that, maybe it was more uh, productive than we thought it was. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. How, How long have we been going? Oh, an hour and 15 plus the Fred Stoller. I know, we got to throw to the show. I really had a good time. Yeah, this was... A cold open to a cold open? This was thrown to Fred Stoller. Fred is a very unique, very uh, gentle, very um, interesting, and, and just, uh, I always try to take him in when he's in there and not and not try to steer him like he, he's... Tell you what, his book's really good on Amazon. Yeah, you know, you know, because you bought it. I did. Uh, it's about him and five other comics in 1980s. Yeah, it's basically, I think it was around 93, but it was him and five other comedians, and obviously one special hosted by... Um, 89. 89, yeah, I think you're right. One special hosted by Dennis Miller. And yeah. uh, and then there's five comedians and seeing what happens to all of them. It's a yeah. little story. It's like... What's the movie where the ship goes down? Titanic. Titanic. But it's like that, cause, but there's got to be a backstory. Exactly. exactly. Well, I can't talk about it because I'm suing him. I know. Anyway, what? Stoller? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all suing Fred. We're, as part of the show, we're all going to get together and sue him, just to, just to, just to fuck with him a little. Um, but he was great, so we're going to throw to that. Is there any last-minute things anybody wants to talk about? I'm proud of you if you're going through sobriety. I love Stephen Fine Arts. I, I love, love Stephen Fine Arts. I love Stephen Fine Arts. If you're going through sobriety... I'm telling you, I'm going to repeat something I've said because you can never hear this too much, even if there's some people because you went off the wagon and back on whatever it is you're trying not to do that you think gave up on you, they never do. They're afraid to say it outwardly sometimes because, you know, but deep down, people root for you. They always root. Nobody behind your back is rooting against you. Sometimes they get, you, yes, because you, you could go off the wagon and you, and you disappoint them, but every time you jump back on, they always root for you, so... And the longer you do it, the more they're like, you know, no one, the fact that you're trying again, I think people give you a lot of credit for it. Now, but let this be the time you stop the bullshit. I end it positively. She says I'm not fucking around. You still got to get a grip on it. You're still at the end of the day. Yeah, it's going to be a fight like you've never fought before. So that's not, you know, oh, I've gotten off 70 times. All right, now you're pushing it. I'm trying to be nice. You get one more chance. Then we're sick of it. But I'm proud of you, for anybody, whatever it is you're trying not to do, and you're doing it, fuck, bite a fucking piece of leather, but keep doing it, right?
Look at uh, Aaron Simon. His grandmother used to do eight boxes of crack a day. Is that true? Yeah, now she just sniffs matzo farfel. What? That was I'm private sorry. business. That was private business. And I and can I tell you something? After I say that your grandmother stiffs much of Farvel, the only thing that should happen is this. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes, Sometimes I'm blue. Guess what we get to do now? It's I think it's a fun part of the night. It couldn't be a funner part of the night. Because after this, we're doing some special videos that I don't want to brag, but there's a new segment. It's called Well, you'll see them. They're tweets. And it's Sarah Silverware. And there she's doing these. There, it's just, I don't, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Silverware. Sarah Silverware. 2R2L. Thank you. And uh, there, there are going to be some funny little videos. Sarah Silverware. Sure, we have a jingle. I don't even want to tell you what it is yet. It's Sarah. It's Sarah. Sarah Silverware. Bum, bum, bum. So, it's Sarah, it's Sarah, it's Sarah Silverware. It's Sarah, it's Sarah, it's Sarah Silverware. If you're having as much fun as we are, then I think you're in good hands. Wait, sing that song and then I'll come in. It's Sarah, it's Sarah, Sarah Silverware. I'm all right with that. It's Sarah, it's Sarah, Sarah Silverware. Silverware. Okay. So everybody, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Let me take a, a drink of wine. My man. Go, me go. Aristotle, we miss you. We love you. We love you, Aristotle. Of course we do. Of course, it's not the same without him here. It's not the same. It is not the same. I can tell you. We love you, Aristotle. All right, everybody, enjoy the Fred Stoller show. Look, here's the bottom line so we don't feel guilty. Maybe I'll have to do an opening to the opening. I'll have to say, remember the one we recorded with the recorder and the dining room table? There's some peaks. There's some times we modulate a little. But I think the sentiment was there that we had a fun night. Maybe I'll be saying that on the opening of this. So I do an opening to the opening to the opening. And I'm all right with that. So we don't know how this turned out. We don't know. It could have been... The main thing I'm worried about, did we did, did it a month? Did people hear the music? Did every did you hear us? Who knows that's, what happened? It could have unplugged. Part. Remember that one that we did where it unplugged and yeah. we weren't being recorded for 30 minutes? Oh, that's exactly what happened right now. We, we, we didn't hit record. What? Yeah, so yeah. here's the fun part of the show then. What do we close with? What do we close with? Anybody have any ideas? It's hard, right? Yeah, it is hard. But I put it in your hands. Are we closing or going over to Fred Stoller? We're going over to Fred Stoller. Oh, we could just we could just go over there. We could gently deliver them. We'll, yeah. we'll feather it. No, shh. We're going so slow. This is us at the dining room table. Aristotle, when I'm telling you, you bring in Fred Stoller. So soft. You're taking him from us over here. We're all over here at my house at the dining room. And we're throwing to this show that we did at the barn. It's okay, they're starting to hear Fred's voice. Here it comes, here comes that show. And we're very, we're going out. Eventually it becomes another show. 
How the HBO Young Comedian Special changed the lives of 1989's funniest comics. Five minutes to kill. Five minutes to kill. Fred Stoller has a new Kindle single out. Why don't you pause this podcast now? Go to Amazon and buy it and then replay the rest of the podcast. Let me take a sip of my coffee. So much more relaxed this way. And like we said, I will turn that air conditioning off in about 15 minutes. You okay? Absolutely, baby. Can I take a hit of pie? Sure. Fred, where do you live? I live right by the Grove. That's why I'm always walking there. I haven't you seen you here? in a while. I drove, but the... Uh, you drove? Yeah, I, I didn't walk. I, I, I took for granted you didn't drive. I know people, well, think I'm norm or, the, um, think or mentally challenged, you know. <laughs> people, I can't picture you driving. Like, eh. <laughs> like how do you... Now, do you live on your own? I do. <laughs> so what about oh, that's so nice. Someone brings them to you? Oh, no, I can't boil water. I, I'm, I, I won't go that far to say I can function. <laughs> yeah. One thing that you can cook if you had to? like. <sighs> well, you know, um, I lie. People go, you must cook sometime. I go, oh, yeah, I do. Because I, 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 um, I could reheat stuff from Trader Joe's microwave. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, you do cook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, I think we're good. Aristotle, you can... Are you recording? Oh, you are recording. Look at that. Wow. Always nice to get a cold opening when we didn't even know we had it. That's called a cold opening. It was cheating because I kind of was hoping it was being recorded because it was so good. And, uh, With Rodney? No, no, no. Rodney once saw me at the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale. goes, you take too many liberties, okay? You know, and... And Eddie Murphy, right before Saturday Night Live, he goes, you're going to go nowhere with that stuff you do, the inner stuff, he said. Who said that? Rodney Day, me, I, right before Eddie Murphy got Saturday Night Live, I was there with Rob Bartlett, Eddie Murphy, in the Fort Lauderdale comic strip. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go there? Yes, I did. And it was... Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. I heard about the comic strip. <laughs> I thought, wow, that sounds like a place I want to go. I saw an interview once with Chris Rock, and he said that Eddie Murphy always asks about you. I, because that was like his last job before he became a superstar. So that was his, his touch with, with schmucks that didn't make it. Whatever happened to Fred Stoller, he always says. <laughs> what is he doing? Because, yeah, we did some jobs, and, and Norm goofs on me. Uh, Norm McDonald? Yes. And also abuses. No. And <laughs> Norm thinks you're funny. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that later. I was sort of opening for him. All right, we've got nothing okay. but time today. All You're right. good. I'm going to ask you so many questions. This is a cold opening. This is a very relaxed show because, I don't know, it just has a different feel. It's like a... No an, notes. I usually I have I know. no notes flying without a net. By the way, I have I, a few have post-its, but I very rarely, I'm glad... Do you say you have no notes or did you notice Me? I, I didn't bring my computer to show you oh, what the thing's called I, or I have stories. I don't have any... Notes. Wow. And I always, 100% of the time, have notes. Now, I do have a few post-its, but I have no, I thought, it's going to be Fred, we're going to talk, it's going to, it's the after, it's like an after show, everyone knows, because last week they heard about it, they're like, what's this, it's a little darker, wait, wait, it's a what little does the later. Show mean? Sometimes it's like we do a regular show, and then we do another show, it's oh. a little darker, it's a little later in the uh, evening. Is this like two in one week thing? I can't talk about oh, this, Oh, because Fred. one time I did, what's his name, uh, Jimmy Pardo's. 
And I was like, you know, kept looking, you know, when's my episode going to be aired? And, and it's not there. And I said, oh, my God. What happened? I, I said, what did I do that got him mad? I talked about Cato Kalin. No, and, you bet you did nothing. Friend. No, it turned out only the good ones are on his regular thing. And the shitty ones you have to pay for. No. It was no. like the pay for one thing. <laughs> I, I didn't make it to the regular Jimmy Pardo thing. I got put in the, uh, if you give five Oh, bucks, that's an honor, though. That's oh, an no, honor. no. It was the paid one. Yeah, oh, that means it's really it's worth really it. really good. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no. I don't mean well like I'm disagreeing. Uh, but I thought he did every show, Pardo, for every show you could listen for to for a half an hour. And then after that, you There wanna... was some that it's part of like... Called the yeah, it was called the after hours. That's why I'm traumatized that that that's going to happen again. And I'm <laughs> no, this is telling not, all tell the publishers, I, I got a book coming out. We'll talk about it later. And I said I'm going on Todd Glass. They said that's great for comedy nerds. So they're wow. excited. They were really excited. Listen, so here's what we're going to do, and it's going to be great. We're going to go slow. I'm relaxed. I have no notes. And uh, so no after show here is uh, all my show. This is this is uh, just this is. This is episode 301, but uh, I don't talk about the numbers. It's so <laughs> clinical, but it, we did 300 last week. Oh, wow. And then this is the first celebration of the... Th- I mean, we celebrated 300 shows <laughs> last week. We're in a post-300 episode world now. Yeah, we're in a post-300 episode world now, so it's a celebration. You're the first one. You're 301. My God. Shut the fuck up. Now, how do you want to come in? So, so it's cold. I'm going to go nice and slow. Eric is here. Aristotle's here. Um, I'm here. Todd Glass <laughs> and Duncan Carey is doing the board. Duncan Carey's doing the board because John Brand Wagner had a show tonight, which is awesome. There we go. Duncan. That's him. Wow, I like it. Wow. He's on Twitter, you know. At Duncan Carey, spelled with three R's. Just keep Duncan off. Sure, I feather it into the room. It sounds like the real band's here. So, <laughs> that's not a joke. So before I play the theme to the show, because I think you should hear it. Yeah. We have new one. This is a newish one. Um, I'm glad you're here. Yes. I think I said it last time. You're great. You're, you've always been nice. Maybe some of our people, they don't listen to every show. I used to take that for granted. I said that last time. There could be someone didn't listen last time. It was a long time ago. It was a long time because ago. Because you were at the studio. I was at the Black Horse Motors, who I've slowly watched them knock it down over the last... Oh, yeah. They sold it, and now they're uh, knocking it down. It's okay. The memories are over here, you know. So uh, it's just a building with brick and mortar. Speaking of brick and mortar, brick and morty this Thursday. I do. That's how I do my ads. <laughs> um... I try to make it go together. But yeah, you, you, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to light, I'm going to make it a little less bright in here so while I compliment you, we don't have to look at each other. All right. Let's turn all the lights out, okay? No. Fred, you were always a super nice guy. You're a good guy. Like, back when I was at the Comedy Works, and like I said, you know, you'd probably only been doing comedy three or four years, but to me, that was like, I mean, you had a set. You and Wid were the doorman, I remember. We were. Well, I would, I would, we'd have to tell people to stay to their left because the hallway was so narrow. And um, so we, when, the pe- when one show ended, they would have to shoot down the hallway, so we'd have to keep the audience waiting. But you were a door guy at a comedy club? Yeah, Well, really. uh, that's before I had my tattoo, so I wasn't, no. <laughs> um, I wa- well, yeah, I did stand-up, but I also did the door, yeah. And I remember Wid, this guy, do you know who the legendary Wid is? Oh, you no, they're not familiar with, yeah, yeah. Well, by the way, um, uh, we should watch Wid because of... Uh, he, he's great. He does puns and props, but he's very clever. You know, Louis C.K. mentioned his name out of the blue about a year ago, and I was like, wait, you know the Wid? He goes, 
He goes, yes. He goes, and he just he just went off. It's very hard to explain uh, yeah. what he does. It's, it's like carrot top, but really clever, <laughs> like puns. Like I think it's different. It's like I don't even think you have to pit one against the other. Yeah, I'm not, but but no, not that you yeah. are. But I'm saying uh, because I bet it happens a lot. Yeah, it's a completely different thing in in a way, in in a big way. It is a completely different thing. Plus that. You know, there's organization to what Carrot Top does, and there's all this stuff. Right, there's right. something about the mayhem of what the legendary Wid does that at the end of the show, it looks like, it looks like you know, they literally took five dumpsters of stuff and just dumped it everywhere. And I don't know how the hell he finds it, and he reaches in. He'll reach he goes, in. Wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second, wait. He'll reach in, <laughs> dig for two minutes to do a three-second joke, which is, the be- <laughs> which is beautiful, you know what I mean? Like and not, not always. That's not a shtick or anything. Sometimes he genuinely gets lost. He doesn't fake being lost. When he genuinely gets lost, it's and he can't find something. But anyway, the legendary Wid. So, um, so yeah, back in then, used to come to the comedy works. But but that's okay. We can talk about uh, all that stuff. I really want to talk about Larry more. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that'll make me. Hi, Fred. How are you? I spoke to Vince Dantona. That's a tease. All right. Okay. Then later, there we go. So let's do the intro. Let's do it right. Why wow, you're gonna? Wow, sure because. This is the Todd Glass Show. I like the it. Todd Glass Show. Yes, it's the Todd Glass Show. Over there, what? it's Aristotle. That's Aristotle. He's the producer. He sits behind a glass wall. We do have a because glass wall. it is a real show, and he is a real producer. Well, a real producer. Aristotle sits behind a glass wall. Wow. And there is Eric Olson. Eric Olson. Eric Olson. Eric Olson paid me yeah. to say his name a lot. Pause Let Let's say Where did Eric go? Where did Eric go? Let's wait till he comes back. We're not going to... Eric has left What happened? And now he's back. Oh. Eric, oh, yes. needs to stop Eric is set back down with the disc. Well, you, you did. Did you, did you have well, unless I could ignore it, you but I can't have. ignore it. That's about... Vin- How can I ignore someone getting up from the table and leaving the room and not wondering where they're at? Did you ever watch the movie? Like, by the way, knew it wasn't an illness, but I did think, like, I couldn't stop thinking what it was about. And I also knew, to let you know what goes through my mind, I can do the show. I'm sure it was something. Eric's going to come right back. So then I just kept doing it, thinking, be a professional, you know? And then I thought, oh, my God, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. And it didn't ruin it. No. I just found out what you were doing. So I don't think that ruins it. It was a gamble. It. But guess what? It didn't ruin it. Paid off. It, it sure. Thank you. I see what <laughs> it, you understand what I'm saying? It didn't ruin it, and now everyone knows what happened. So what is the CD? It's a, a movie. Fred and Vinny. Oh right, about Vinny right. See, I told you it all would I pay got off. This last time Fred was here yeah. at the uh, other studio, so we can talk about this. Sure, here yes. we go. Home to Jingle Joe. He lives up in Portland, so he's not with us in the studio, but he does all the music for the Todd Glass Show. Why won't Jordan move down here? That's none, none of your goddamn, goddamn business. business. Then there, there is John Brand Wagner. He does. There the is Duncan. He does the soundboard. His name is. Duncan, then it's Duncan, Duncan, Duncan. He is Duncan, Duncan. Mention Duncan Carry once more. Let us not forget good old Johnny Colorado. He's sitting over there. That's the puppet. If we're lucky, Gabe will show up, or JJ will bring his trumpet. Get on up, dance around on the Todd Glass Show. Wow, Fred Stoller, everybody. Sure, it's a big deal. I don't yell for nothing. This is going to be a fun show. Why? I don't know why. To George Carlin, though. 
It's all going to be great. It's all going to be great. I don't great. know if it's a compliment that I'm bobbing my head to this. It's very catchy. But it's someone else <laughs> did it. So it's not like someone originally did it. Here we go. From Everybody Loves Raymond and Seinfeld. Yay! He's also written some books, my Seinfeld year. We'll edit this part if we have and to. And maybe we'll have you back. The life of a perennial TV guest star. Is this happening? Fred Stoller's on the Todd Glass show today. He's getting sued. <laughs> by the inspiration for the character Kramer. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. As a <laughs> Kramer called his slander with Fred Stoller's truth. Fred Stoller's on the Todd Glass show today. Oh, God. Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller. He's on the Todd Glass show again with Tom Martin. What? Oh, wait. Tom Martin's not here. He is favorite, but back to Fred. I must be the old You know I saw him on Dodger Cast. And he was Rusty the Wrench on Handy Manny. God, he does his homework. Fred Stoller's on the Todd Glass show today. Wow. Love it. ba 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 Take it home, Aristotle. Wow, that Whoa. was a little little wow. anticlimactic. Yeah, we had all the music. Thank you. Oh, let's let's try to make it better, but leave everything in. Okay, go back to the music. The and last guy did a drum thing. Well, I have an idea how we do it. If you mimic what I do, it works. And I always want to feather back in the reality. Watch this. Fred Stoller. Back to the show. Mumble background noise. Jesse wow. return you. Fred Stoller's here. Yeah, that song brings Fred back traumatic Stoller. memories. Well, being sued. So, you know what? I don't think I asked you. I'm not going to worry about the last show. I'm not going to get nervous. Oh, what did I ask him last time? Because, you know, no. I don't talk to you that much. What happened with the... Uh, do you mind talking about the not lawsuit? Not at all. Not at all. How it's... long ago was that? Um, Maybe two years ago. Wait, the book came out... And he's... 13... Yeah, wow, that's already two, yeah, two, three years ago. Well, you know what? Let's edit this in. We'll make it look current. Say it was about a month. Okay. Just but there was How actually, long was that? There was actually another guy that uh, banged on my door. I got a restraining order after this from the same book. But um, but we'll make it current. No, no, it's okay. I was teasing about it. Oh, okay. I was okay. teasing. Um, but wait, so so why would... God, I'm such a good journalist. No, I mean, I really ask no, a lot no. of people. I'm very professional. No. Um, so what? Uh, this is his research. He listens to the song, <laughs> and he goes, tell, "Tell me about Rusty the Wrench." Now your other book was my Seinfeld year. <laughs> that's the that's what the segment producer does. Does a song, and you pretend it's the intro, and that's your info. You got a scam. God. All right. So you know what? Just to see how professional it is, because I do want to go new first. Okay. Um, Aristotle has to remember, and boy, are the people going to get upset if he doesn't remind us later. Because some people go, he'll remind you later, Todd, but it doesn't mean you'll do it. I'll do it. What? So what is the book you have now, out? <clears throat> it's called Five Minutes to Kill. Five Minutes to Kill. It's, and ab it's about the 1989 H.B. Young Comedian special I was on. Who was on that? Because okay. it was David Spade. David Spade. The, the way I came up with, well, I had this idea for a while. Because I thought it was interesting that there were six people on it, but our lives and careers had such a diverse trajectory. Okay, uh, Rob Schneider, I was listening to him on 
another podcast. I'm doing a rock <laughs> and Andy Kindler. You know, we yes. you, you did a thing. Not, you know, remember that? Remember when you, these guys are too young to remember, but when a guy would be on like a Tonight Show, they go, another network. You weren't allowed to yeah, say Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a big deal. Yes. Yeah, another network. Another Someone got network. yelled at. So yeah. anyway, back so to was, your story. So he, um, uh, yeah, Rob Schneider said on WTF, uh, he goes, what was your break? He goes, the 1989 Young Comedian special one. What the fuck? I was on that. Why was it a hybrid break? I'm a right. loser. But, <laughs> you know, but and David Spade made it. I was on yeah. it. Um, they, uh, Drake Sather. Drake Sather, who unfortunately. Yes, yeah, this triumph and tragedy. Yes, Drake what? Sather killed himself. Oh, you gave away the book. It's a oh, I did? <laughs> no, it oh, is. You could. Oh, shut no, up. No. No. <laughs> no, you could give it away. But no, it's like triumph and I, tragedy. Should I take that out? No, not at all. No. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> it's but no, so no. People, it's like it. a documentary because people figure out who's dead by who's being quoted. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider was a great experience. Drake Sather. We loved him. No. So uh, it's like those, you know, true Hollywood stories. Warren Thomas, who okay. could also give it away. Um, Was Warren? He's not around anymore. Well, you know, wow. it's so sad that I Warren forgot Thomas? that. I did, and yes. that's embarrassing. But it, it, it happens in life sometimes, and I think probably... I guess it wouldn't be good to remember everybody that no, died. It would be sad. So maybe so, it's okay to let it go. You, 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 you get confused. Or you forget, oh, fuck, James Gandolfini's dead. That sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You remember an actor all of a sudden. And Jen Karam, who right. I, I... What keep, is she doing now? Well, if you read the book, no. It's okay, you know, don't no, no, tell no, me. She, I'd rather no, no, read no. the book. She's, she's interesting. You guys don't know her, and... The people say the interesting stories are the ones you never heard I'm gonna of. I'm going to fade that music out, listeners. Okay, so Jan was a precursor. You like the big word? Um, <laughs> What's that mean? Before the beautiful hot women were doing comedy, like Whitney Cummings, um, Sarah Silverman, she's so big, I just say Sarah, and um, Amy Schumer. They, women, I'd say, were, were very attractive, but they weren't acting sexual. And Jan was, is beautiful, was beautiful. So she's. A, Boom, I'm sure she'll love to hear yes, that. Yes, I put in the. She's is. still alive, by the way. She also away. died, but a beautiful corpse. No. Um, no, no and uh, no, she's, um, she's plugging along. And um, so it's all these. By the way, I'm sure you, listening to you talk about it would totally cheer up. Yeah, she's, she's not plugging gonna... along. And <laughs> she, she used to be beautiful. She used to be beautiful. Yeah, no, she's still very beautiful. I know I, what you I, mean by that. We went to that. Swingers yesterday. Meaning, she used to be beautiful. She still, still is beautiful, but she, used, but to she used to, too. She used to be young and beautiful. And like me and you. No, um, what the hell am I saying? <laughs> look at me. I've hold, look at, the no. only thing about me, you got to admit, I mean, I still look great. You do. I don't know what the hell. You know what I was doing? I, I was meeting people. <clears throat> excuse me. I interviewed all these people I haven't seen in 30 years. Some are great to see. Dave Rath. So three people. I would take people out to eat. Three menches wouldn't let me pay. Dave Rath, Rick Messina, and Mark Brazil. If you know those guys. And uh, so one of the women I hadn't seen in 25 years. So I'm waiting to meet Who? her. Uh, my ex manager. Can I can I sure. can I ask you a quick question sure. so I know I'm following you and then I'm not I'm not interrupting I'm inter- no. I'm interjecting yes and you can fucking talk to my lawyer about that <laughs> <laughs> I have a lawyer in standby so you're still talking about the which I remember that young comedian yes. special by the way it was actually a, a lot of funny comedians on there and I genuinely mean that I always thought you were very funny I thought you were okay. doing something very different when uh, when it needed to be done probably more in hindsight than back then but it was certainly. Just something I remember seeing a lot of comedians at the improv, 
And then when I saw you, I was like, God damn it. Like, you could do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to. You know, that got watered down when I'd have to headline when That's I moved to I... L.A. When I moved to L.A. to afford to live here, you have to leave here. And I, in, in Philly was and Washington and Baltimore yep. were the only, like, weekend gigs. But a schmuck like me who wasn't a headliner could make a living doing New Jersey, Long Island, Connecticut, mm. a college here and there. Not well, a big living. You had a, you had a oh, very polished you. act. And this is this well, is it was very this low is, key and depressive it was very low and key, subtle. But but it, it, you had to get the subtleties. But it was very it was very but, it was different. But but so then so then I see you on that special. So on that special, go, rip through real quick is is a is a Drake Sather. Drake Sather, Fred, who had, Fred Stoller. That's uh, you. Warren Thomas. Warren Thomas, who Chris Rock referred to as the funniest guy you never heard of. Warren, by the way, was real. Yeah, I mean he he was a he was really funny he and was, a nice guy that yes. you hear so often. But it's true, he was a, he was a sweet guy. He was from San Francisco. I God, he wasn't dead. That's how much I love him. Yeah, he was from San Francisco, and uh, he was one of the only people, Greg Proops, and Greg Proops and a guy, Stephen Pearl, you may not have heard of, but yes. who, could keep, who could riff with Robin Williams, who could keep up. In the Bay, they used to riff, just as pop culture. Never uh, cared for it. Real, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. So, I want to be edgy. No, I can't Okay, so, so, you, so you go to the Jen Karam, rip through all of them together. So, Fred Stoller. Yes, Drake Sather. Drake Sather. Warren Thomas. Warren Thomas. Jan Karam. Jan Karam. David Spade. David Spade. Rob Schneider. And Dennis Miller hosted it. Dennis Miller hosted it. And they did it at the Tempe Improv. No, 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 no. That oh, was another one. Okay. So no, I'm, I apologize. They did not do it at the I, Tempe I'm, Improv. <laughs> so I want to. Uh, so, so, and then this is about all their careers, how they took off, where yes, they went. Yes, this, this is. Um, you young, I keep saying you young guys. Stop, stop. Right. They, they know comedy. It's but, like you don't have to talk to a young musician today and go, have you heard, you know, the Beatles. But no, yeah. no, this, these were big launching pads. This was even before Comedy Central and something called Ha came out. Right. So these were, I mean, these young comedian specials broke uh, um, uh, Saget and Kennison and Seinfeld and Roseanne and Dice. Well, Rodney had some <coughs> young specials too, but yeah, they were had, different. No, he had some young comedian specials, right. but then he had some others called It Ain't Easy Being Me. Right. And I remember I auditioned for Rodney in New York when I lived there. And again, he already didn't like that I take too many liberties. So in, in, you took in, too many liberties. <coughs> what did he mean in, by that? Meaning I paused. I, 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 I didn't, you know, mm. you took too many liberties. You got to belt them out. You can't just stand there like a schmuck with your head down. <laughs> You're a sad hey, You took too many liberties, you know? So well, you know what? Uh, he, right. he, he, wasn't, he wasn't right. You know, no, he wasn't. I can, he can still be brilliant. He wasn't right. But but then. But I'm he, sure he had a point. But then when. <laughs> <laughs> well, in case you know. But then when he, I auditioned for him for the New York one at Dangerfield. He, I go, what do you think? He goes, you're too low key. All right. And, and <laughs> you're too low key. All right. And I was kind of says that really yes. literally. Well, I, and this guy, I don't know if you remember, Ron Richards was with me. Yeah, I remember Ron Richards. Yeah, and I said, and I go, he had a joke about he going to a restaurant and she, he wanted to. Uh, Twelve coffees or something. She goes, "Is that to go or something?" I don't know. Yeah, and that so, wasn't his best joke, by the way. And I don't think. <laughs> what you're just demonstrating. And I delivered it not too great. <coughs> so um, um, Ron Richard said something profound. He said, "That's a euphemism for no." Whenever they say you to this or to that, I mean they don't want you. Right. So I was pretty crushed. Actually, a Philly guy fits in this long-winded story. So I was so depressed because that was my only opportunity to be on a young comedian special in New York. And I, I was doing one of these Philly gigs with a guy named Mike Egan. Do you know him? Yes. And I remember he, at the time, had a, a 13-year-old son from another marriage. <clears throat> we stopped wherever he lived and 
you know, Cherry Hill to visit his son. And Can I interrupt you for real quick? <laughs> yes. Remember before when I said, oh, they know the Beatles? I get it. That wasn't appropriate because in some of these names, no, they're not household names. So they are names you have to go. So they never, any of these guys, these no, guys never not, heard of. Not, and by the way, they wouldn't have heard of these guys if they were 20 yes. or 30 or 40 no, because guy, they just haven't been doing stand-up, some of these names. This guy wasn't, uh, he, ne- he did well with radio. But the point of this stupid Who, point of story, yes, yeah. is that his son, I was all depressed. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a loser. I'm putting myself Because you can't get on the Rodney yes, special. Yes, and, and I was living or dying by the validation. And his son was, Dad, are you going to be on this cable access thing? And he's so excited. He's so proud that his dad's going to be in Scarpati and uh, wherever the hell that was. Oh, right. They did a cable and, access. Show. Yes. So I, I thought, wow, if I had a son... He wouldn't, I wouldn't come home with my head down. I'm a piece of shit. Rodney doesn't want me. He'd be excited about anything I did. Oh, you're going to, you know, you, you got to meet Robin Williams, my dad. <coughs> so that led to my imaginary son, Mitchell. <laughs> because of Mike Egan, who was proud of everything I did, and I couldn't come home with my head down. I wasn't that insane where I poured cereal for my imaginary son. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I pretended. So what if you did? You know what? That's all right. Were you, so. what, what did he like? Uh, he, he likes cereal, oh. and I took him to the zoo once. That's as weird as it got. <laughs> but I, I, oh, I'm going on tangents, but I got to say. You're fine. You're fine. You know, don't read comments, and I made a mistake. And on Doug Loves, no, Doug, we got high. People didn't like me or you because we interrupt too much. And me too? Yeah. Why do you have to throw me in there? All right. <laughs> I never heard anything about right, right. No, I heard about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but why are you judging a show where you get stoned? Well, you know what? Can this I tell you something? Uh, and then I, I want to go back to this. Uh, yes. the, the trajectory. Um, is that what you're saying? Yes. Of these five people? I'm sure, that's a big word. Stop interrupting. You, don't, you can do whatever you want. I'm so mellow. Yes. And, uh, but I will ask you to put that water. Oh, yes. You know what to on do? Put it there. No, put it there, like on that table. That way I won't hear it pick up and down as much. But it's okay. You're fine. Like every, I'm codependent. Every... I want to please. I don't want to Guess what? Trouble. You are. I want you to be the most relaxed you could possibly be. So if you go on a tangent, we'll come back. Right. No, no one's in a hurry but us. All right. <laughs> Sometimes I realize that later. The people listening are just so you know. As long as we finish thoughts, that's the only thing I try to give them. So okay. that's the only reason. So, but but back to this um, uh, this uh, the trajectory. five yeah the trajectory. Six. Oh, but you were telling a story. Um, it wasn't that good, Mike Egan. I mean, okay. So so those comedians and were you able to talk except for the two unfortunately who have died? Were you able to talk to all the others? Yes, yes. And, and a lot some of more people... than others. Some didn't. Uh, David Spade didn't. I think some people thought the pathology was mostly with the ones you never heard of. I, I, David Spade and Schneider were more the contrast, the opulent life. And there was, it was funny because I was trying to talk. Did Dave talk to you at all? Just on speakerphone. Just on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> that accounted. Um, um, when someone else called him and he didn't know he was in the room. Hey, Freddie. That's about what he said. <laughs> Freddie Stoller, thrill seeker. But, yeah, he, um, by the way, we, he, we know, like we would, David Spade and I would sit and do your, uh, I gave him five, I, you know. The I drank thi- milk that expired yesterday. Yeah, I'm a thrill seeker. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you do? Because you um, were, that was your bit, imagine me being, you know, I was probably at the time 20 or 19 or 18 even, going to see you do stand-up, and like I'd seen a lot of the same, and then you're, you're up on stage, me and my friends thought it was so funny, you go, I'm a thrill seeker, give us some of the things you would say. I, uh, I, I was on a bus... I let go the handrail. I took to the <laughs> bus to drive while the bus was in motion. I'll do it again. I don't care. Yeah. I was on an escalator. I let go the handrail. <laughs> then I put my arms up in the yee. 
<laughs> I'm a thrill seeker. You bought it. You bought it. Oh, I bet. It, I bought a pet for seventy nine cents. I didn't even try it out in a little piece of paper to see if it works yeah. or not. <laughs> then I ripped up the receipt. That way, if the pen doesn't work, I can't bring it back. I the pen was seventy nine cents. I gave the cashier eighty cents. I and walked, I walked the, hell the hell away. away. I, we I'll always thought that was so funny. I walked the hell away. I'm a yeah. thrill seeker. Yeah, and I, oh, I mailed the letter to my friend. That's I didn't jiggle the mailbox true. lid to make sure the letter went all the way down. He's also written some books, my Seinfeld year. Ba 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 Back to the show. And right on back to the show. And Fred stole it. One joke doesn't work. I I rented a videotape. I'm not going to rewind it. <laughs> Let them pay the rewind fee. Some people don't understand that. Young people. Oh, they um, understand. They understand. You know what we could do afterwards? We play Sometimes this. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition. I found a song I could sing. Aristotle, give me a little reverb. Because uh, I've been. Jo- Sometimes I'm happy. Now, what the fuck? Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition. You know what it is? It's hearing yourself. What if I don't hear myself? Oh. Sometimes. Now, nah, that could be worse. No. <laughs> All right, listen, everything's fine. Back to Fred. So, uh, the book is called Five Minutes to Kill, and they gave it a subtitle. Um, how the HBO Young Comedians Changed the Lives of 1989's Funniest Comics. That's the subtitle to explain what Five Minutes to Kill. Can you figure out why it's called Five Minutes to Kill? Because that's you only that was how long minutes. your set was? Yeah. That was, wait, your set on that special was only five minutes? Yeah. What happened was usually the young comedian specials uh, only had five comics, and David Spade had tried out two other times, mm. and uh, Dennis Miller was really pushing for him, but they picked us five. And they created a sixth spot, so our time went a little bit down. And then Dennis Miller did a really long set, like 12 minutes, which you usually don't do with the host. They just go, hey, how you doing? I'm Rodney. Hey. All right, let's bring up the first fucking idiot. All right, all right. A few jokes. Yeah. But he did a crazy hey, I'll tell you, joke. you know, it's all right. You know, you're too, you, you get too much liberties, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so we only did five minutes. Uh, yeah, but you did. You you had it. Now, my memory of it. You you were you happy with your five minutes? Uh, probably not so much because well, this theater they ended up doing. Where'd they do it? I thought all they right. Did this, this this the Mayfair. You know, the word out on the street is a lot of people think they did it at the Tempe Improv, but they didn't. No, you are the only <laughs> one. Ah, shit! I was going to edit that part out. Um, the, uh, the the Mayfair is where they did uh, the HBO um, half hour comedy hour. Where's yeah. that at? In L.A.? That was right across... Did you... Uh, what year did you move here? I moved Los here Angeles? in about 89. Did 90. You probably 90. remember... Oh, so when you were four? Yeah, I was four. When <laughs> you probably remember the, um, the Santa Monica Improv. It was right across the street yeah. from it. And they also did the A-List, which comedians now call a list. Yeah, right. Because it was supposed to be the best comics. I watched Sandra people. Bernhardt and Colin Quinn get into a big fight. Re- oh, and by really? the way, Colin was 100% right and, and handled she, himself aggressively and beautifully. What did she say? She was not being nice. Very simple, not being nice. And he just said, look, basically, in short, you can't act above something when we're all doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all here. Okay. <laughs> like, we're all here. We're That's, doing this. We're all doing this. We all took it because we like needed the money mellow. or we needed the yes. exposure. Like, it's hard. It looks, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it was, you know. But Colin did it, you know, his way. Anyway, oh, that's it. 
a, a long old story, but nevertheless, so it was uh, the A list. So yeah, that's what Edit they did. That the A list. So the Mayfair Theater, and it wasn't like it wasn't an intimate room where you you know like a comedy room where you're there level and you're blowing them away. And <clears throat> but it wasn't a big theater. It was, and actually, it was a big industry crowd where every you know all managers and lawyers and accountants I, I i nabbed a showbiz accountant from it at the after party wow. big big contacts I would made. you say you're doing better than the two that died <laughs> <laughs> i'm in your head in your That's, head i uh let me explain something real quick, and sure. then I'm not going to... The rest no, of the show, we're going to tag you. The, I want you to tag us with, like, wait till we say shit. Play the fuck out of this. Okay, and the other one is Jerry Lewis. Who would you rather have, Jerry or Wayne? You get to... Every time well, it's let you... let me just interrupt. The last time I was here, you, you turned me on to an Elvis song that I never knew before that what? I loved, and I forgot it. So you want to hear this one? No, no. What was the Elvis song last it's time I was here? Mm, I don't remember. Oh, and you made me sing it. I did. Oh, welcome to my world. Won't you come on in? No, it was like. A, Would you close the show with a song? Yeah, I sang the last time this Elvis song that you thought would be funny. Me singing it. Wow, I, I don't know why I wouldn't be welcome to this. Welcome to the world. If Aristotle gave me echo, well, Aristotle's mad at me. Welcome to my world. Won't you? I want to do a professional show. So hold on. So <laughs> you can get. This one on Kindle single. It's on Amazon. It's only a dollar ninety nine. These mini books. Wait, yours is on Kindle. What? It's a Kindle single. It's only a dollar ninety nine. Wait, you get Fred Stollers. It's on Kindle oh, single. Yeah, 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 Kindle single. It's amazing. Sometimes you know you have to remember things. Some people say things are Kindle. What's Kindle? What? It's a Kindle. What? It's a Kindle. My Seinfeld year was a Kindle single that did really oh, well. Oh, yeah. oh Seinfeld year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the new one is called what? Five Minutes to Kill. Five, five minutes, minutes to Kill. kill. Oh, five yeah. Minutes yeah. to yeah. Kill. Five, five, five minutes. minutes. Wow. It's Five Minutes to Kill. It's actually really good. It's on Kindle Window. Yeah, Five Minutes to Kill. Oh, yeah. I hope nobody heard. Ask me if this is as good as my Seinfeld year. Is this as good as your Seinfeld year? It's better. It's no comparison. I want to fix something here. This isn't loud enough for me. How do we get it louder? Louder. The music, it's not coming in loud enough for me. I'm going to treat you like the band. Go like that. It'll be fine. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing a shitty job. But it doesn't take me long to do a good job. You're doing a good job. Well, thank you. Especially the part where you sang. Um, so back to uh, let's okay. So we we talked about the sh- uh, it's called five minutes of uh, chaos. <laughs> What's it called? Five uh, minutes to kill. Five minutes to kill. And by the way, now we'll return to that later. But now let's just. Um, I have some very important questions sure, for you. Sure. And people are going to be so proud of me. The uh, lawsuit. What was the uh, main reason? Uh, in my other book, um, um, my Seinfeld year and all that stuff. Um, I talked about when I was in New York City. Um, that I, this guy they based Kramer on, you know, uh, who Larry David right. used to live next to, he used to do a Kramer reality tour. And right. he heard I was in New York. What does he charge for that? Do you know? I was like, I, back 20 years ago, it was like 37 bucks. I hear he's still doing it. And it, it was the actual guy. No, not Michael Richards. The guy they no. based him on. Right. So, like, um, so he'd like. Does he get money from the show? 
I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get sued again and, and say. Every, but I'll tell you this. I'd but, be curious to know because I'm sure whatever they did was right. But if it's ba- I wonder if it's based on him and if he knows it. God, I'd be curious to no, know if he, he does knows it. it. What happened well, was. Everyone, yeah, I mean, but why would he, he get money? They then? wanted they wanted to I use his name. Would. They liked the name Kramer. And he goes, you could use it one stipulation. I get to play him in the show. And right away, Larry David said, absolutely not. And uh, so I guess wanting you know, to make money, he would rent a bus and go, hey, this is where this took place. Okay. And all the, I don't know Nothing if people wrong would with say, that. hey, yeah. So he heard, there was a guy, Bobby Allen Brooks, who um, I'm sure you don't know. No. And he would, Raymer was pretty low-key, so he'd run up and down the bus screaming at expressions from the show, everyone, the pig, the pig, and all these people are screaming these expressions. So he heard I was in New York and needed a place to stay, and he said, you could stay w- with me. I have an extra room, and it's air-conditioned, but, nice. but you, you have to be the special guest on my Kramer reality tour. And I went, all right. And, and the second day, I was holding my hands to my ears. I couldn't stand the guy running up and down the bus screaming. He's things. part of the shtick. Yes, and, and screaming out. And I, was, I said my book, It's Lame, which is free speech. You're allowed to say it's lame. You know, it's an opinion, you know. So he got all mad, you know, and... Uh, saying it hurt his business and 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 so he came up with a lawsuit that he said I said he was taunting gays on the bus <laughs> <laughs> which is making me laugh so because that's su- not true of course no he su- so he sued me for a million dollars the way he came up with this <clears throat> did you did you have your day in court yeah, my my uh, my uh, lawyer had to uh, fight this. Um, you see, when you in su- court, did you go to court? No, that was in New York. They had oral arguments Ooh. where I uh, oh. got someone to drop the lawsuit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where so was, the way he came up with this is, I said the sidekick screamed out when they were in Greenwich Village, or something that. Hey, this is where the gays are. Not that there's anything wrong with it. <clears throat> and, he, and he'd make them scream it out, which, you know... Um, was part of... Was on the show. Yeah, it was an expression. So he twisted that to say, I said, when they were in Greenwich Village, he was sticking his head out, taunting gays. That's <laughs> oh, making me said, laugh. But you didn't say it. But. No. I said that the sidekick screamed out, not that there's anything wrong with it. So he tried to make it like... That he's banished in the gay community, you know, because the gay community loves. But all of his evidence is written in your book. You would think it's enough to go to court. Go, hey, (laughs) it didn't say this. He found a lawyer who took it on. Well, you know, who, um, you know, he convinced that's a gay, a gay slur. So, so they go to oral arguments, and the guy said. Oh, and I'm getting neurotic. No, no, you're not. I'm giving you betting music. All right, all right, all right. You're going to love it. So the lawyer was saying (laughs) in 2015 or whatever it was, to, to subject people to the expression, not that there's anything wrong with it, to taunt gays, to be accused of taunting gays is the worst thing, these ethnic slurs. And then the, the judge said, wouldn't the Seinfeld fans know this is an expression? No, no, she said, isn't there air conditioning and the, the windows are shut and the gays in the street wouldn't hear this? And, <laughs> and he goes, what if there were gays on the bus? And then the judge says, wouldn't they know this is an expression from Seinfeld? And he goes, uh, 
but that's the worst thing you could say to a gay person. Not that there's anything wrong with it. So they threw it out. After, you know, when she heard that, and then he appealed based on the fact his lawyer never saw Seinfeld. So, so he talked. He told his lawyer that's taunting gays, was screaming, not that there's any. But, but she said he he wasn't sticking his head out, screaming like gays. Hey, you, you're gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Even if he did say that, that's saying not that there's anything wrong with it. So basically, this is ridiculous. No, so, stop it. You no, no, I'm saying the lawsuits. Oh, ridiculous. yeah, law, right. But they didn't. By the way, when they sue you for a million dollars, if you don't have a million dollars, where where do you get it? Well, How can they sue you for a million dollars? What happens w- if they win? I'm speculating. They get your tax was, returns for the next 40 years. No, wow. he's speculating that they were going to pay money, nuisance money, to make it go away, <coughs> which sometimes right. they do. Or the insurance people would see the cost, the crazy, and would just give money. Now I'm giving other people incentive to sue me. <laughs> hey, yeah, you right. get all this. Well, uh, anything you say, you're good with everything you said so far? Because yeah. I have a lawyer over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, they, they threw it out, and then he appealed based on the fact, bad representation, that his lawyer never saw Seinfeld. Where did what, the restraining order come in? There was another guy. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> whose what? name I didn't oh. mention in the book, and he would bang on my door and scream at Why? me. Why? What, what did you do to this guy? Not that you did anything to the <laughs> not other Not that there's anything wrong with it. Not that there's anything wrong with it. There's a thing, again, called free speech where you... I think because... I'm a, you know, people think they could bully me because I'm skinny and I'm not aggressive like Don Herrera. You know, <laughs> they, they could take out their frustrations out on me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they think uh, a guy who I mentioned before I opened for, you know, yeah, if you get like a big Jay Okerson or something, they're not going to bully these guys. So people think they can. They think they can bully But they you. can't, Mr. Todd uh, Glass. No, look at me. I'm the nicest guy in the world. You are. And let me... I'm going to interrupt because someone who interviewed this morning, a guy, I forgot his name already, Steve something... Steve Young. No, he has a podcast from, and he's from Philly. And he remembered there was a... I had a CBS jacket because I used to hand out CBS tickets. And a black guy that used to work the door, a big guy at the uh, Comedy Factory outlet, said, oh, you lost this. I said, you could have it. So I'm a very nice guy. I gave a doorman a jacket. <laughs> oh. so I just Tell that story to... again. We'll play this in the background. <laughs> Wait, we have, I think we have some shots of the jacket. <laughs> I, I had a nice... Here, put these up on the screen. I had a nice CBS jacket. And, and Look, here's your... There's the jacket. I felt sorry for Look uh, at the jacket. It's up on the wall. A black guy. Cause he There's was the black guy. Black is that the guy. black guy right there? <laughs> is that was, the black guy wearing yes. your jacket? And he was, Who's this black guy? Is this he, a black guy wearing I don't remember his name, but Steve. Why do you have a. Well, you brought, Cooper. Cooper was the guy. Yes. Is this him here? Is this Steve yes, Cooper? This is Steve Cooper. Now he's wearing a jacket, too. <laughs> and uh, keep showing I felt more pictures sorry for while the he guy, talks. And I said, you could have talks. the jacket because I thought. Why did you feel sorry for him? Uh, because I'm a fucking idiot that felt no, sorry hold on. Hold Seems on, black. we can't just plow past that. All right. You say so. You have a jacket. <laughs> yeah, I got I got into weed late in life, and this just sounds like Jewish guilt. Where I, I go, this feels so good. I don't deserve it. Oh my I would God. sip a lemonade, and I felt so high. There was a part of me go, I don't deserve this. <laughs> I swear to God. You know what? <laughs> if you mention it, you can manage it. I bet there's more people that have those type of experiences. Yes. 
They yeah. don't overcompensate like Greg Fitzsimmons or Dahmerur. Hey, I'm scrappy. I'll punch in the neck. I'm little and I'm Irish. <laughs> Fuck you. I own up to. Did you have a problem with his Dom? Did something happen? Did he try to bully you? Because I got his number. I'll call him. I'll talk to him. I, uh, he, um, no, but I mean, other people, he doesn't take shit. Like someone would say, hey, you want to, comedy and magic, we want you to, uh, we want you to work for us. We want to see you first. Fuck you. You ask for me, and I want more money. You fuck. That's my Dom Herrera impression. But I Who's this picture? That. Is this pictures of you and Dom Herrera? Yeah, him punching this... me. That's him bullying me and Fred Stoller. From Everybody Loves Raymond. He's in studio with us today. And maybe we'll have you back. The life of a perennial TV guest star. It's Fred Willard, everybody. Did you say Fred Willard as a joke? Did I say Fred Stoller? You said Fred Willard. Did I? And don't yes. bleep that out. No. <laughs> I, I need more bully stories. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I need to go be nicer to me than Todd. No, I'm just kidding. I see. I have you no know, self-importance about my name. If you say Stoller, what do you think? Your What do you think your best? Uh, what do you 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 think your stand-up was is good? I want to see what your positive is, because I do. I want to know what you're positive about yourself. No, I think these things I'm writing, my Seinfeld year. You're and, proud of those. And I, I make sure to go year, not year. Um, Thank you. And f- these books, I could go dig deeper. You enjoy writing Oh, I love them. I love you, writing. I love writing like this, because, you know, I'm not... You know, following Jerry Schmuckhead, you know, with a flute and. Do you, uh, do you, put, do you have to do, do you, when's the last time you did stand up? Oh, was that a joke? You don't like to do stand up anymore? You did stand up recently, right? What, why do In you say that? In the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah. I was opening for Norm MacDonald a little bit. How was that? Was that fun? He's a. That's my next lawsuit. No, why? No, what happened kidding. with you and him? It's a joke. <laughs> he's going to sue me. He's. he's I'll uh, sue you. What yeah. can I sue you for? He, um, he has great crowds. I would think so. They're there. They laugh. They're, they're Norm fans. They even know me from uh, doing his podcast. So you're not going to have to win them over. No, it's, it's, it is funny how certain people, you know, and you could see why. If you do a little little groundwork. Oh, why is their crowd so nice? Well, you know, you could sort of see well, that would make sense. Like $40. I don't know why Fred has uh, so much self-doubt. Well, maybe that's what powers him. I've that's been what... a fan since I was little. Wow. From Handy Manny? <laughs> no, that was in the song. No, that was I did a kid show. Hi, I'm Manny about monkey uh, tools that talk. I was the monkey wrench, and I used it at farmers market to hit on single moms. Oh, <laughs> hi, hi, five year old boys. I'm a divorced, and I'm uh, rusty. <laughs> What's custody like? Do you go somewhere like Ventura? I hope. <laughs> Fucking no. I, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, I love to hear the way you're... um, Hold on. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, Norm couldn't believe I was cursing in my act. He goes, you curse all of a sudden? You know what? If you're not cursing in your act, then you're not being real. No. Cursing's cool. Cursing's cool. Yeah, I would would imitate uh, Larry David. Call me a fucking... you, You know, when I got my Seinfeld writing job... I, I want to re- amends what I said about the cursing. It's probably not always true. Like, there's times even I think I should curse. I curse too much on stage, but I don't want to not curse at all either, because I do curse off stage. And there are times during my act I went, "Whoa, I just said fuck too much." Usually, if I get nervous or I'm anxious, uh, I can. You know, I'll, uh, I'll stop myself uh, from saying fuck too much, but I don't want to say it not at all we because that's not this. that's bullshit. If I don't say it at all. The other the other day, my dad told me he watched someone special. I can't remember who, and he goes, "I don't know why they have to curse." Well, I don't know why he doesn't 
why that's a thing. My you dad, said he curses. Yeah, his friends curse. It's one what, thing. What if they, is this thing well, one that comedians shouldn't? Great about yeah, Norm just, when I uh, you know does I watch he curse? Him. He curses a lot, but you don't. Good, not, he's good. He's cool, but you don't notice yeah. it. It's not some of them obligatory, perfunctory, whatever the word is, uh, gratuitous. I, it took me three shots to get it, but uh, where it just seems like oh, then the fucking and the punchline is those fucking guys. Were well, there. let me ask you, because, but, because, but Norm right. is yeah. Well, because you know why I think cursing. We were talking about this last night. I think cursing bothers. Let's say someone who's not a comedian more than other things bother us is, yes, no one's defying you can curse and miss, you know, mm. it, it's, 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 a, it's a crutch, it's a, but, but we're not talking about all funny. cursing. We're talking about when I'm getting, you know, we've all felt it. Every comedian listening knows what you're talking. You're like, oh, I said fuck a little too much tonight, just by your own standards. But with Norm, it's how he talks, and this well, fucker was over here. And, but you there's know. other tricks, and I think we hear, there's other tricks that are just as annoying as that, but the r- average person might not hear them. I think that when the average person sees it, they're seeing comedians that we don't necessarily like either. It's not the cursing; it's the shit act, right? And, and they don't happen yeah. right. to and, be a and, lot of cursing and, in it. And clean tricks don't bother them. In other words, for me to see to, when I catch when I see a comedian maybe doing there's tricks that are clean that are bad too, but they don't bother the average person as like much. Like when you pretend like you're somebody, laughing at your own joke, when you, <laughs> you're gonna make me laugh. When you pretend you're laughing at your own jokes, yes. exactly. Or there's an old trick of uh, getting someone in the audience, which seems a little formulaic, and going, "Tony knows what I mean. Tony's <laughs> over." there those are tricks that would uh, or you know oh you're demented i like this crowd you're demented manipulation for me that bothers me just as much so i I used to do something where i go so i'm asking out of women women because i one time made that mistake like there's a clump of them walking there so i'd fake the mistake i hate myself another reason i don't deserve lemonade and being stoned (laughs) (laughs) you you faked spontaneity i i no i faked making a mistake saying right i'm asking out of women uh, women that i'm commenting on my mistake right right there's a clump of them walking why do i why did i just do a german (laughs) accent because you do it every night yes yes (laughs) and i by the way i that's something i've done and i stopped doing because i smelled it that it, I, I smelled it early on. I think a comedian friend of mine. We might have talked about it. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you don't want to really. I mean, speak. it's equally as bad as laughing at yourself because you know what you're doing, but you're playing it off. Like yeah, stop it. We know comedians aren't good unless they know where the party people are. Well, that's at. true. Sometimes I'm happy. Wow. Sometimes I'm blue. Why do I love this song My so much? Oh, I have a good question for you, Fred. Yeah, I'm gonna. And I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh... No, no, no. Well, I don't want to uh, tell you what I think, although maybe I should just tell you. You'll give me your honest opinion. Oh, but but before you, I, I, oh, what, when you the, say, what do I feel good about? I feel good oh, about yeah. writing your like books. this. Yeah, I like writing like this, my point of view. But n- back to you, I will not interrupt again. No, shut up. No, no, I don't mean <laughs> shut up. That's not going to relax you. I want you to be... I get it. We're a lot alike. Yeah. You want to you be... You get self-aware. You're, but all we're doing is talking. There's... It's all good. I, you You're know, great. You know, there you was feel- this. Um, I'm, I'm, all right, now I'm going to show we're all neurotic, except for this guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for Aristotle. I once, too. a guy recognized me who uh, directed porno films. And, he recognized you? Yeah, it's something. And he thought I could help his career. He wanted to do legit stuff. So he goes, hey, you want to watch a, a porno film being, uh, you know, me directing it? And I'm going to skip all of the, 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 the graphic parts, but what did a guy. Fun stuff? <laughs> He couldn't do the big, you know, the climax. Sometimes I'm happy. He was, he didn't do what the 
most men like to see in a porno movie. So good for the shot, as they say, the money shot. So he kept saying, are you sure you got what you needed? Are you sure? You know, like the way we go, you sure? I He's was insecure, good, too, you Yeah, saying? he was following the guy around going, no, we'll fix it in editing. No, I usually do a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I usually, this today, though, you got no, we could use with the other guy, make it look like it was you. So. <laughs> Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm. Um, no, I keep saying no, we're interrupting. Thinking I had a good one. But. You, everything's great. Right. Nothing is bad. The only thing that would be bad is if you weren't... Like, Went you know, out and shot I myself. know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I want you to know, Tal, this is the last of my podcast tour. I got really burnt out. I went to New York all over the place. You're fine. You know how I'm treating you, you like shirts? Norm. I'm just letting you... Be oh, you. Please. That's it, the best. Why? If you're treating me like Norm, I'd still be working with him. No, I'm saying when Norm is at his best, I think it's when somebody lets Norm be Norm. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's how I made, I made the mistake the first time I interviewed him. Or had him on my podcast, I should say. I don't want to act too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, back to, uh, I did have a question for you. Sure. So, I will tell you, it's the Jerry Lewis thing. And I'm curious of your input on this. I'll go first. Sure, I, sure. But I can, I can make mine very short because we already talked about this. And then we'll get to the lawsuit or the restraining no, no, we order. No, did it. Nah, I don't want oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to. Have my, my lawyer said, don't talk about it. Close the chapter in the book. You get it? Thank uh. you. <laughs> hey, do you have a, do you, let me ask you a question. Do you have a, uh, Game plan, a, 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 lawyer, plan a lawyer on a retainer? <laughs> no, no. I had a guy... And he he had a cap, but then we had to do some fundraisers. So no, no. Okay. I, I think um, no, no. Actually. So Jerry Lewis. Okay. Um. Uh. So I say, it's weird that I could be talked out of this with someone I really respect. But you know, my, your opinion's your opinion. But sometimes you base it around. And Jerry Lewis is cr- he's done so many fucking crazy things that I don't know if I could be subjective. But I think if I try my hardest to get rid of all the things, you know, he's the, the other bullshit that he does, taking himself too seriously is the lightest, and then the things he said about women comedian that I don't agree with, and right. just you know, you're a comic, like you know, you're supposed to. You're supposed to let life give comics on the road a hard time. You shouldn't be another guy making somebody's life harder on the road by going, hey, you know what? Just prepare. We're supposed to be a fraternity, every comic, and that's not fraternity-like. Anyway, that hits me the most because I'm a comedian. But anyway, all the shit he's done, believe me, that's not the worst of it. But um, And that he takes himself seriously. I'd say worse, like he murdered somebody. But the no. defending uh, hitting kids. The, yeah, there's old he's video of him, and he's using his celebrityness to to. And there's a brilliant therapist sitting on the panel next to him in 1968, and he's so cocky, like he's if he if he was right about what he was saying, he would have looked fucking amazing. Here's a guy that's a comedian, and he's fucking forward thinking when it comes to if he was right what he was saying about hitting kids, it would have looked fucking great. Because when you're right and cocky, it doesn't end up looking that bad. But when you're wrong and a dumb fuck, but anyway, if I could separate all of it, all of it, and I know I can't, but I really do think I would still think some of the silliness was brilliant. And, yeah, and, I didn't get when, when people were mocking France... They think Jerry Lewis is a genius because growing up, I couldn't wait for a Jerry Lewis movie on TV. It was there was a funniness about it, yeah, right? Oh yeah, I didn't get you know. Maybe yeah. it was he considered like Paulie Shore to like people. No, well, no, I think I think that there's people over the fence, and you know what? Justifiably, maybe like as much as I'm defending him in a way, I get it because maybe because I look back on it, and so I don't fully understand 
what was going on in the times. Uh, I just but it should stand the test of time. But it's unnecessary. But I even but think it stands the test of times, like the nutty professor and just his him. him Fryman, like, whenever I go by Fryman Can- Canyon, you go Fryman. You know, it's st- still just funny. lady alone to go lady. down in infamy. You know, like lady, and I want to hear what you have to say. But I remember this one more thought, and also the whole thing with like last night when he was singing and it got to him and he was really bad. What was that mm-hmm. thing we were watching? Oh, with Dean Martin. It was yeah. Dean Martin, and they no, were singing. What were they singing? When the moon hits the eye, yeah. and then it got to him. Tippy tippy. <laughs> You know, I love it. yeah, yeah. Um, Duncan, I'm interested in your perspective because you, you yeah. what, what is your perspective on Jerry um, Lewis? I was gonna say, well, just like the historical context kind of thing, like I feel since he was doing slapstick too, that's like harder because like it's a more polarizing style of comedy in general, too. Like, so looking back on it, you might not understand, like, oh, this, like, he knows what he's doing, this is pure silliness, as opposed to just like, well, that's not like a super well written joke or anything. Like, Three Stooges are a perfect example, it's not like they're sitting in a writer's room discussing things and like doing storyboards and stuff like no see i'll just pop you on the head we'll go on the next scene like it's just like a different type of doing comedy i feel like too but after all that you're like but i don't like him yeah but i mean he's still an asshole (laughs) no no but but but, and then and then and then yes from the actual comedy perspective like i i feel like it's a it's a contextual thing more than anything i guess what i'm saying is when you watch the old clips with him and dean and Rickles, you think they don't need him? They don't need him. It, to me, it's not necessary or as good yeah. as some of the other yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's and going by on. the way, by the way, I, it's funny. I say the same thing every time. Socially, I'll take dig it into the dirt. You know, when I uh, it's hard for me to stop. But with stuff like this, I am able to get to the point. Especially with this, I mean, there'd be certain things I wouldn't want a gray area. In but the there room. are moments we don't where have, you did make me laugh. Yeah, where we don't have to sure. agree. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like, you ever have someone say they like a show and then someone else says they don't like it, and they're never going to, and they always keep yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to tell each other why you can sort of, but I, but, uh, but I do like to know, because the more people you ask, the more you get, like, a sort of, like, what is the word? Because I don't ask that many people, what do you think of Jerry Lewis? I just, because... You know, is it like Sinatra where he transcends his bully reputation, you know, where some people can't get past it, but... Uh... I mean, you wouldn't have Martin Short, all his genius, without a lot of Jerry Lewis. He's mocking him, and, you know, and just spazzing. I, it, it cracks me up. People didn't like Eddie Murphy's Norbit, but I found... I don't know, like what right. he did for the kids with the uh, Jerry Lewis telethon. I thought that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what? That's not nice. I um, have a question. Yeah. Now that... Uh, did you hear about Don Rickles? That he died? Yeah. Now yeah. that uh, <laughs> he's gone... Who is oh yeah? Who the would you say comedy legend? Who is if if you is had this to pick a bit? one legend of comedy? Is this a yeah? Bit? I think we could all go around. And yeah, I think we have a bit we though. We're oh, gonna we're gonna give us a bit. This next bit is about a guy who does something and then somebody does something else. Okay, sure. That's what's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna do something. <laughs> I'm gonna this do is something an easy else. one. Um, oh, who, okay, so yeah, we've all, I, uh... Who's alive? Who, who, out of who's alive, like, now that Don Rickles... And I'm going to limit it to stand-up comedians, otherwise... Right, well... I'm going to include, I wouldn't, there's, there's somebody that, the only one person I would think, if I make it stand-up comedian, you might think I'm not including, and I am, because they did stand-up, and I don't want to tilt you... You have the same one, I bet. Bob, uh... Newhart. Bob Newhart. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I do include Bob Newhart. Mm -hmm. He did do stand-up. Now... So who Does do you it think? encompass the whole career or just the stand-up? Yeah. Just their st- but he's known more for 
the Bob Newhart shows. I know. Well, look, if the question, look, the only reason a question is, is hopefully because you have to narrow it down somewhat. I'm not saying narrow it down officially, just whatever I'm making up. And I'm going to make up that it's more of an interesting thing since Don Rickles was a stand-up. Stand-up comedians. You can, and then the next question could be, how, how about anybody next in line? But not great directors, not, oh, they did sketch. I'm, I'm saying stand-up comic. And I do include Bob Newhart in that. So but who he's would you more s- known for I know. acting. Who would you say? Let you go Mason? For- nah, he's not legendary. Um, even though he's great. Do you know who that is, anybody? Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Not really. Do you know who Jackie Mason is? He's not legendary. Um, yeah, besides, who's alive? Uh, that- not Dick Van Dyke. Um, <clears throat> you. No, stop. <laughs> oh, come, come on. on. Just because I pointed to myself. <laughs> would you know? Uh, so, so if you had to give a name, who would you give the next in line? Like, I mean, an old legend. An old legend. Who's the stand-up legend? Um, I guess besides you. No, I'm not. <laughs> Joan Rivers would have been good if yes. she's not dead. She would have been perfect for this answer. I, uh... We uh, said somewhere. Steve Martin, but the problem is, I know, you can't, how many rules can you keep? And they still have to be doing stand-up. I don't know. Do they or no, not? No, I don't think so. No, then Steve Martin, Steve definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you think of Don Rickles as more of a purist stand-up than Steve Martin because Don yeah. Rickles. But he's was, definitely a stand-up, hands down. So I would put him in there. The thing is, I'm putting him in there doesn't mean I'm putting him in there for you. I, you could pick some of the ones I'm naming or pick your own. I'm not just to, making a list like I'm uh, people's Top 100 comedians. Yeah, because you decided. And that's why when my name didn't make it in a list, no, wait. I, I had to remind myself, this is not official. It has to be based <laughs> on stand-up, right? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think we're uh, saying the next in line, the next great stand-up. Otherwise than that, it's just people that are alive. When, when, no, when, Leno, oh, no, I it could be know. like Mel Brooks. Would Leno, be that Leno was going to be my answer. I was going to say comedy. Letterman, but... Uh, Leno got a bad rep that, after a while, but Leno must... definitely belongs in there. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, you know, it does. Uh, uh, oh wait, we're saying. Oh no, no. I keep thinking belongs in there. It's what you think. No, I would not put Leno in there as standing the test of time. My, me personally, if he stopped doing the comedy back when he was a club comedian and killing. But no, I don't think it. You know, I don't think it transcended. I don't think you watch old. I don't think you watch Leno on talk shows now. And Leno's young. Like you watch Rickles, or even let, bring right. up Jackie Mason if you ever see him on. I've heard Jackie Mason on radio, or Pat Cooper, even guys like Pat Cooper. I don't even know if Pat Cooper's alive anymore, and I I hope it. Well, it, I hate to do that to a human being, but my point is, I heard Pat Cooper on a podcast, and he's like, boom, 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 and he'll make like he's still fucking funny. He used to be on Stern a lot. Leno never did that for me, mm. you know. So I don't look at him as like. This guy that was 60, 70, 80, just funny in his bones. Who? Seinfeld? I was going to say a lot of people would say Jerry. I mean, he... It's up to you, by the way. He he, he, did a definitive style he created. And I got to say, when I worked on Seinfeld that year, he was... I didn't realize how funny he is just off the cuff. Well, he would definitely be... uh, He would... I mean, it doesn't mean it has to be your favorite comedian. I guess I'm all over the place on how you answer this. I don't think, you know, no, because Seinfeld isn't going to recently with the stand-up make me bang on the ground laughing like when I watch an Eddie Pepitone or somebody like that. But there's no doubt that he, I mean, to leave that type of imprint on comedy, and that's separate from the show, I mean, I think it also hurts guys when, like, we look at a guy like Jerry Seinfeld, and even though he doesn't look as young as he did, you know, 15 years ago, he still looks 
pretty, you know, he looks good. So I'm looking in our heads. I'm thinking of Rickles. Like who's the next? But you know, well, he just looks good. He Don Rickles looked like he was 80 when he was, you but know, still doing it pretty much to the end. I know they said that the ultimate compliment of Don Rickles was he died of old age with dates on the books. Ooh, I, I think like he that. had a few dates in the books. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's not necessarily stand up, but I'm, I mean, with where podcasts are these days. The three thousand year old man and everything, or two thousand year old man. Oh, Mel, Brooks, <laughs> Mel Brooks would be my pick if uh, you didn't put that requirement of. Yeah, because I feel I feel like that's like podcasting. Essentially, we, by like the way, you just record bits together. And but since there's the requirement of stand up, I'm going to go a two way tie with uh, Steve Martin and David Letterman. Oh yeah, I forget Steve. David Letterman used to do stand up. Neil Hamburger's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but those guys retired, so you're talking about people who kept doing They're legends, it. though. Oh, legends. Yeah, they oh, legends. Oh, still doing it. That's a whole I know. Other. By the way, I think instead we, there's a, yeah, it's still doing it. Yeah. Like John still Rivers doing is amazing. It. Yeah, still yeah. doing it is the fun question to me. Okay. Because it narrows it down. Otherwise, it's too wide of a question. Stand-up comics still doing it. And then if you want to go to directors and actors, but, okay, let's, let's re-ask it. Stand-up comedians still doing it. Obviously, Seinfeld's still in there. Brian Regan. I mean, he's been doing it for quite a while. I don't think people are going to look at him. I look at him him. still as a not like, I mean, he, oh, believe me, he's my favorite comedian. But I'm looking at, I guess it's so so hard to answer this because we're not being fair to our own question. We're like going, no, Brian Regan's still like, he doesn't look like he's 80 yet, you know, but no, he would be. Because he's been doing it, what, since like the early 90s at least, right? Yeah, probably since the late 80s. When did you start? Let me guess. Let me guess to see if sure, my math sure. is somewhat right. Do you care? I had a false start and then quit. That's what I years. heard. Yeah. No, I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me rap. guess. Because when I, I started in 81, and very shortly after you were there, you had to start in like 78 or 9? That 78 is when I passed auditions at the Improv. <clears throat> I remember Robert Wall was the MC. Chris Albrecht, who ended up running HBO, was the manager of the improv. Right. And I remember I went on late at night, and Brand von Hoffman, no, no, took over for Robert. Uh, who was a Nazi. Uh, yeah. Did you know him? No, I didn't. Okay, I was but, kidding. But he, but he was. And, uh, no, he wasn't. No, I'm just, what, do you want a lawsuit? No. I <laughs> he made jokes about it. Good-looking guy. And, yeah, so I, I used to hang out with Gilbert Gottfried. Stephen, Steve Buscemi would, was called Stephen Buse. And he used to go on stage, and he was skinnier than me, take his shirt off, make muscles. <laughs> and Keenan Ivory Waynes would uh, uh, work the improv on Tuesdays, run it, and he'd put uh, Steve Buscemi on just to laugh at him. So in 78, yeah, it was right before the comedy boom started. I didn't go into stand-up because to be cool, or I, I didn't know. I was pathologically shy and depressed as a kid. It's going to shock you. And, and I, I knew the real world wasn't for me. I knew, what the fuck am I going to do? How do you be a dentist? I was freaked out. I'd, I'd go to co- camp and everyone, you know, my father owns a dice company. What am I going to inherit? What do I do? And they're playing dodgeball. I was this kid depressed. What, uh, what, how can I function in the world? He owned a company that made dice? Yeah, one guy goes, I'm taking over my father's dice company. <laughs> and another guy goes, my father's a factory and all the, uh, the workers would go, oh, he's going to take it over. He's going to be a boss. Yeah, I'm going to be a boss. So they all had things they were inheriting, and I was like depressed, going, "What could I do in the world?" I like, thought the same thing, and that's really? why. I sta- uh, yeah, very much. I remember thinking, 
I thought I could do like maybe landscaping, but the problem was my brother pointed and out. And that sounds like later, Jerry Lewis. Landscaping. Land- <laughs> See, he's funny. Happy. Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. I'm going to contradict everything. I think Jerry Lewis is the oldest living legend. He's a legend. Sometimes I'm happy. I'm not saying it to be ironic. You know I, what? I love him. He might be right. <clears throat> you know, I think he... How do you not include him, right? How did he... He, he well, transcended. He created a yes. whole persona that, you know... Lady, lady, yes. lady alone. I'm telling you, I don't care if you're not overanalyzing it. Even someone that doesn't like Jerry Lewis, if lady's done right when they're... Who doesn't smile at lady? On that alone. Holy shit. But even if he did... Lady! <laughs> He's not getting it. He's not laughing. That bothers me. He doesn't have to. He loves everything I do. He's not getting it. Aristotle loves everything I do. He told me that many years ago. He doesn't like the answer. He doesn't like the answer. You don't like Jerry? Who would you say, Aristotle? Well, I don't know. That's the problem. I can't think of anyone other than... You know, you wouldn't have... Gilbert Gottfried was introduced, influenced by Jerry Lewis, the kind of... That politically incorrect, like making fun of Asians. (laughs) But the buck teeth, it's still funny. I'm sorry. Don't edit it out. I'm saying it. I'm going to have backlash on Twitter like Kathy Griffin. I don't care. I'm not apologizing. But when Jerry Lewis does... I never saw Breakfast at Tiffany's. That probably was too much with Mickey Rooney. Hey, by the way, things can be okay at one point and then yes. you move past it. But doesn't yes. mean you have to act like no. This I, I, I don't. By the way, I don't want to. I don't want to get complicated. I don't. The, the, I really don't want to discuss this as much. But I have to to get past it. Uh, the, the rules I make for myself on what I grow yes. past and what verbiage I use at the time is on right. myself. Not because of any outgoing forces. So, but I can look back at that and go, it was funny. Would I do it today on stage still? Not only because it would be as been comedically done by Jerry Lewis. That would be the wrong reason to do it. But let's say Jerry Lewis didn't exist. Would I do it today? No. But that doesn't mean... Now, other things I would be embarrassed to laugh at back then. I would go, oh, that's embarrassing. I just didn't understand the plight of those people. Now I know those people. Now I know that group. Now I have friends that are that or this or whatever it is. I'm more in touch. But... I would be embarrassed, but there's a lot of things I wouldn't be embarrassed, but even though I outgrew them, and that would be one of them. Uh, the the a... teeth thing for now, no, you don't need to put in buck teeth <laughs> Do you and imitate Heath, Chinese people. Heath Heitch, right? Great guy. Yeah. He was on... Um, was a long on, speech I just gave. On the audition for Last Comic Standing, and he was making fun of those old kind of kamikaze movies. You know, imitating them, and he put the teeth on, like, ooh, a Japanese guy, and Steve Schripper and... Belzer were uh, booing him, but he wasn't. He was making fun of racist stuff. All right, here's a good story. I think. Tell me. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. Mike's a my disposition depends on you. Mike, I, I wonder if someone. We, could, we're taking it in for the clothes, by I the way. I wonder if someone could count how many times I said I'm not going to interrupt anymore. <laughs> if they you're listen not interrupting. To this. You're, inter- you're interjecting. Uh, Mike Zaccone. That was interrupting. You, <laughs> you booked a room somewhere in the Philly area. Do you know Mike Zaccone? I didn't book a room. No, Mike Zaccone. Oh, did. yes, of course I know Mike Zaccone. And I did a joke 
that you can't, you know, politically incorrect, you can't say retarded. Now it's mentally challenged. But my joke was I married my cousin and she was sterile. So we had to adopt retarded kids. So... So he's, it, it, I'm not making fun. I'm not going, hey, you know, hey. By the way. Not them being Trump. I'm by going, the way, Ooh. by the way, by the way, I still, oh, I'm going to want to, I think that joke's very funny, and I've quoted that joke. And but they were booing me. But, well, it becomes a time where. That, the word's going to trigger. The word yeah, just, it just, just triggers it off, even though I'm not being Trump going, Ooh. No, you're mocking. I, I think they, you, know. you should know going into it that that's going to happen. You have to know it. At one point, you have to, I think, take responsibility. We're saying the joke is if someone here's, – here's what I think. Tell me if – I hope I say it right. great. Forget about the jokes that, in, that involve something that's a little taboo that are shitty. What about the ones that are even good? That's the one we're talking about because I throw yours into there. Your, your, your joke, if we're going to overanalyze comedy for a second, which I'm right. going to – if, if you put a magnifying, at least I hope maybe I hope mine matches up with yours. The reason that joke is funny is because it's the absurdity of <laughs> yes. that you, they couldn't <laughs> have their own kids, so they would have to now okay. adopt them. Right. That but now the, the 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 word uh, has been talked about that it's been used as right. a slang. So you sort of have to go. Even though if they dissected it, a comedic a comedian, if you could dissect a joke and find out if it was clever or not, and they dissect that one, if they had time. Right. They would go, oh, that's actually a funny joke. It happened. Well, I don't but like- they don't have that time. So you have to be responsible. Not you meaning right. you, you meaning everybody. Uh, that when they hear a word, they do, I think, I forget who said this, but I love the term. You make them do social math. And that means that they have to stop and go, hold on. I don't mind laughing at a joke about AIDS. I don't mind laughing at a joke about uh, 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 a transgender people. Is it a joke? It, they just want to make sure it's a good one. It's a clever one. That The topic is if not all. you're not off. making fun of them. Right. If, or could they laugh at it? The one with the best sense of humor in the world. So you're making them do social math, and you have to sort of take that into equation and rethink the way you set up your joke. I used to do a joke pro- Oprah, which was not bullshit, just so later I could make this joke about women, but I thought that's a good place to put it. I had a, a very ironclad joke about people that went, I hate Oprah, and I would affectionately clobber them because I thought, oh, shut up, I hate Oprah. Yeah. I, uh, maybe some people feel differently. <laughs> but then I would talk about that, I'd do that joke, and then I did a joke two minutes after that that they could have perceived me being sexist. It helped that they knew I wasn't. Like, they knew my perspective. So, you know, anyway, enough with that. Who cares? Um, I hate myself just like you hated yourself no, ten minutes ago. You are so infectious that you make me passionate for stand-up just being around you, and I want to do jokes again. Thank you. You, ha- you know what I'm talking about? There's yeah. something about this guy. Really? Well, I'll take any compliment yeah. I felt. Yeah, it's the Todd Glass Show with Fred Stoller. He's going to make your pants want to get up and dance. You make my pants want to get up and dance. You make my babies want to wear. Da, 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 da. You make my knees need us to breathe. Honey, won't you kiss me again? What a great song. Engelbert Humperdinck. Pants want to get up and dance. Great. You, you make my pants. Everything with Fred Stoller. It really does work from the music. I like doing it that oh, way. Oh man, I uh, good guy. I don't know. I just like. Uh, do you do any impersonations? <laughs> Jamie for. Hey, buddy, we have the best comedian, Laugh Factory. Oh, we guarantee the laugh. <laughs> da Marera. Do you do Ray Romano? Hi, I'm Ray Romano, because it's me. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we sound, uh, we sound uh, 
Who else? Do, well, I do other people doing Christopher Walken. No, taxi cab. <laughs> I, uh, I do Jamie. Do I do anyone else? That's all right. I just like to ask. Let me ask you these pictures I'm about to show you. What are these? Put. What's that picture? <laughs> By the way, can I tell you the truth? I hate this game. Daniel Kino hates this game. It makes you have to do improv, but I always want to throw it in front of a guest. What okay. is this picture right here? That's that? Richard Dreyfuss uh, spitting at Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what is this? <laughs> this is uh, the time, w w the oral arguments, my law case, and me crying in the back. <laughs> this What's this one? <laughs> when uh, Todd was between Treat Williams and John Goodman. Going, oh, my hey, my, because my you said you used to look like him and him. Well, See? I used to change my joke. This yes. is, I used to change the joke. I, I used to say I looked like Fred Flintstone and Scott Bakula. Then I looked like Fred. Fred then I looked like uh, uh, Fred Flintstone and Treat Williams. Then I looked like Fred uh, Flintstone and um, and who, who's the guy who um, John Goodman, who, Mel Gibson, Mel. G and there was another guy who got in trouble. He was in a war. He was in the military. He was like a general. And then he ran for like election. Um, Patton? No, no, <laughs> Arthur. No, stop! I'm talking about during my life. Oliver North. Thank you. I used Give to me go. three chances. Thank you. Is that that's the that's the name of your book? Give me three chances, <laughs> Duncan Carey. Um, Duncan three chances, Carey. What is this picture over here? This is me texting you, going, "Could we do this again, Todd? <laughs> Are you sure it was good?" Here's here's all I come up with for this bit. Go through a few at once. Oh, there. Oh, look, there's me with a, my foot in a bucket of shit, another bucket of shit. There's me with uh, eating shit. That's all I can come up with, with my improv bits. Oh, play me some more. Oh, why, why is that elephant? Uh, why are you fucking that elephant? Oh, look at that. That's Eric with his cock in a bowl of strawberries. Oh, Duncan, why are you... This is shitting in your in your in your in your in a bu in a bucket a bowl of, of strawberries. <laughs> it's harder to improv than you think. That should be yeah, the name. I, of I loved you on the that stupid um, what was that thing where uh, what's it called? Bucket list or oh, I'm at that set age. List? Set list. Yes. Set list. Because set list. It's, why that's that, hard to do. Why is it cool? Like whose line it's anyway? They don't go. Oh, they're the coolest. Why was set list so cool? Well, set list was fun. But but I like how you did it, where I, I don't know. Oh, well, they let me mess around with yes. the conventions of it. But uh, I like to watch people do that show that we're good at. It was fun. Uh, but I got too nervous doing it. It makes me too nervous. Oh, here's what we're going to do. Take a deep breath, everyone. <laughs> well, everybody, it always goes so quick. It always goes so quick. It's that time. We have to go in for the close. Fred, thank you. Thank you, man. Eric, thank you. Aristotle, thank you. Duncan, thank you. John Brand Wagner, you were missed always. Always missed here in spirit. Jingle Joe, you are here in spirit. Lynn Shore, you uh, better do do a jingle if you want to be here in spirit. But I'm going to let you. Hello. Um, but it was fun. This was good. Johnny, You're good. you did great. Even though Johnny, you I know you just... Uh, look at Johnny waving. So it's adorable. like we didn't talk about Larry's puppet. I know. We didn't. Hi, puppet. Look, I had a puppet. <laughs> Hi, this is my puppet. Oh. Inside joke with Todd. We'll have to talk about that next time. All right. Now we cl we you know how do how do you how do you bring a show like this to close? How do you make it unique? How do you what do you do? What do you what? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. The bottles in the way, but other things just make you swear and curse. You're doing great. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble. Give a whistle. Give a whistle, and this will help things turn yeah. out. For the best. 
silly chumps. Just puts, oh, um, purse your lips and why is it going to Always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the light side of life. The life is quiet, absurd, no, quite absurd, and is death the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your sin. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it to your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. Life's a piece of shit when you look at it. I'm sorry, it went before the purple. Uh, don't start again. This is, they like this. Life's a laugh, and that's a joke. It's true. You'll see it's all a show. Is this a thing you play a prank? Make it go fast. Laughing is just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look up. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of the life. Always look on the bright side of life. Worst things happen at sea, you know. Always look on the bright side of life. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.